Many roads can lead us here, a pursuit of pleasure or profit, something to be accomplished, a gaining of happiness, and a waning of the soul's dull ache. But what do we find waiting for us here? The eventual, the unavoidable, what darkness creeping into our hearts can never stifle is the epiphany unfurling, the gradual shift or sudden realization that you have found yourself in the wolf's den, or in our particular case this evening, the witch's coven. Tis the spooky season, kids. Join us. nightclub where we are the ones who shine crystals in your eyes while saying which i'm your host sort of kind of travis maxwell boone i'm something or another and i'm joined tonight by lucio fulci you can't be fulci on an argento show <laughs> that's fucked up man that's right? really fucked up no but also we have the basis of golgotha here with us i have been told that i'm the favorite special guest out of anybody so far. I've heard that all my episodes rated higher than everybody else's, so everybody else can yeah. eat my ass. Yes, that, they can. There you go. That's Mr. Jarek Thibodeau. He is he is I didn't really hear that. I'm I'm just I'm just No, I'm saying it right now. He is the favorite special guest. He's on for a third time, and this is officially our second annual Halloween hat hat. So we've been doing a month-long celebration. Yeah, lightning and crashing. <laughs> Coughing and wolves. Monster trucks. Monster trucks. Yeah. yeah. The Undertaker. Bigfoot. And, <laughs> yeah, all that shit. <laughs> um, we've been doing a month-long celebration of Halloween. And, and you know, in the spirit of the season, um, our, our esteemed favorite guests. Sorry, all the other guests. We love you, but, you know, three times. Yeah. Come on. I uh, can't help it. He just keeps coming back for more. Jarek, Jarek's, Jarek is addictive, so you know we can't, we can't keep before. away. We can't, and he's addicted too. He's back. Come on, man. There's some, there's some mutual love going on here. We're giving each other reach arounds all night. It's gonna be the best. 
um, he, he came, he came to us with the idea of let's, let's talk about some Halloween stuff. Let's talk about some spooky Halloween, maybe traditions we have or movies that we go to. I like this idea. I, I, I don't, I don't think we've ever talked about that on the show, to be honest with you. Um, the first year we did this, I did a little impromptu Halloween episode, solo cast the next year. Last year's episode was our first ever Halloween Havoc, where we did a compare contrast between Sinister and Insidious, um, two films that came out close together in time. Go Who back won? and check out that episode. Who won? Uh, I think uh, Insidious won by, yeah. by yeah. a hair. By a hair. I'd say that um, too. Oh, yeah. yeah? All right. Well, it just won more than by like a... One more hair? A cunt hair, a butt hair. Those are thicker. I don't know if that's science, but I'm saying it now. <laughs> it is science. I've heard that before. Guys, it's Halloween. This is it. This is the fucking best time of year for fucking horror nerds like us. So I'll go ahead and kick us off with some of some of my favorite Halloween traditions. Is definitely of the last few years, it's been going to the 13th Gate Haunted House attraction, which is located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It is. It's listed amongst some of the best horror attractions. Yeah, in, in the, the nation. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's like top ten in the nation, right? Mm-hmm. Year after year, it keeps getting written up. Um, and when you go there, and I recommend take a pilgrimage if you're from out of state, head to Louisiana and go check out Thirteenth Gate because the people there that are that are a part of this, they look forward to it every year. They go balls deep and they get super hardcore about it. They the makeup, the sets. You walk through your at your own sort of pace, but I mean it's a maze, though. Yeah, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean it's all laid out, but they have the different areas. Oh, and they change. Don't they change the areas up every year too? Sometimes they'll keep the I guess the more popular attractions from year to year. But um, I remember they had every- the asylum for like four years in a row, and that part scared the fucking shit out of me every time, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a happy. piss when it comes to stuff like that, though. Honestly. Oh, me Wait. too. The the doll the I'll, doll I get mad, bro. I get mad when I get scared. Like I'm like I want to. I'm gonna start swinging. <laughs> I actually did punch one of the guys in the face over there. I remember you saying that. Did you get kicked out? No, no, it was an accident, and I I didn't punch him like full blown. I just he popped up, and I was you so just close. Reacted I, and uh, I just jabbed him, yeah. <laughs> and he stayed in character. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. And he was like, you'll be sorry inside or something like that. <laughs> Like I was like, dude, you're the best, and I am. I'm very sorry. And he just kept like, yeah. Um, oh man, I need to go this year. I haven't been in a few years. And I, I, last time I went, they did they opened the thing across the street too. The uh, it's like that cemetery. Graveyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombie graveyard. We did that as well, and they got like fire dancers and all kinds of cool <laughs> shit while you're waiting in line. So you're That's never cool. bored, and you can always find someone cool to talk to. Everyone's there to have a good time. Um, last year. And this year, they have the Evil Dead room. So you walk in, and it's the cabin, and the door and the windows burst open, and a deadite jumps onto the fucking table, and and it's like I'll swallow your soul or whatever. And you walk past the basement as the that chick is just banging on it trying Get to come the out. Fuck. I'm I have to go. I have yeah, to. Yeah, I gotta go too. That's I didn't incredible. realize. They I didn't know they did that. And the one this is a few years ago. They didn't have it last year. But they, there was this um, creepy mannequin slash doll room that scared the hell, hell out of yeah. Angel, who she couldn't be here tonight. Um, much Halloween love to Angel. Sorry you couldn't be on. Um, thank you for doing the real work. But yeah, that room scared the fuck out of her. And there was this cool part where you'd walk through the house 
and you'd see that there was an upper staircase, but you're not at the stairs yet. And standing up there is a clown with a balloon. And it's like, oh, shit. You go through mm-hmm. a bunch of other rooms and parts and you forget about that. Then all of a sudden, you come through a door and you're walking on that top staircase and that clown is right fucking there, man. So that that part was really cool. And the where they had the, the one the first year I ever went, they had an outside forest set. Again, this is all indoors, by the way, for people who don't know. Except for What's the in and out, they because I read they had that. I, I busted my ass over there because they had that whole area that's like a a bridge over like a swamp, and that, they and had the people as the scarecrows, and that's what got me because you think they're all fake, and man, their line was stopped, and we were just standing there on that bridge, and I was just looking, I was like, man, this motherfucker looks real. It's crazy, and sure enough, that bastard starts. He's he comes and he he comes down, and he's like two feet on top of you, you know, and he's falling. <laughs> And my oh, ass was yeah. like, oh, my God, he's falling on me. What the? And I bust my ass on the ground. And But, of course, he was, like, on a chain. So, oh, like, they crap. could come forward but not, like, completely fall. Oh, man, it scared the fuck. They got me with a werewolf room that was similar. I guess maybe it was outside, but they had trees set up and fog and everything else. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, and that's where it's, like, it's kind of like a mini cemetery, right? I don't. I don't know, but I do know Is that where you crawl just- through two things. It's like you either choose the furnace or you choose the something else. Nah, see, that's something else I never even got to experience. No, uh, um, see, but there, there you go, everybody. That's how much shit there there is every time. I walk through this place and I hear a, a wolf howl. We all hear it, and I say out loud, "If this is a werewolf room, they're gonna get me." And right as I say that, the actor in the werewolf costume jumped out at me. I screamed <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, "You fucking got me, man. Good job." Because I legit got. I don't really get scared or creeped out. For, for this type of thing but that definitely did it for me that was uh that was something else so that's been a, a recent halloween tradition for me um besides you know decorating with some spooky lights like purples and greens and oranges little things like that um that's been my my new favorite thing what about you guys i kind of just like watch a bunch of movies <laughs> you do that anyway yeah well, yeah but you know there's certain we'll, we'll get into it but there's certain Halloween movies that you watch okay. in the season. Yeah. But uh, aside just, from go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say, yeah, I just decorate me too. Like I just I put that's like the I decorate basically from October to after Christmas. And like, you know, I keep I keep my Halloween stuff up even after October because, you know, screw them. And then yeah. you know, when Christmas rolls around, I put Christmas stuff up though. But like, yeah. Just decorating. That's like the first time of the year. Like I actually start decorating the house and like going to Spirit Halloween. I always go yeah. there. Yeah, you know. I, I, try I get to do mad because I walk it, in and I want to buy everything. Oh, dude, I spent yeah. eighty dollars there the other day for no reason. Oh. <laughs> oh, and then you know what else I love? Like whenever you're grocery shopping and they just have the Halloween candy section, and you just yeah. you have to buy a bag every single time. I like the Reese's um, peanut butter pumpkins. That, that's because I'm already a big Reese's fan. My mom used to get me every Valentine's Day. She'd get me a big uh, Reese's rabbit. So f- for Halloween time, I love those those little Reese's pumpkins. Yeah, Spirit Halloween's a, a definite Halloween season tradition. What would you say is your favorite Halloween candy? Uh, I mean, I, just I love like- candy corn. So you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that face you're making. <laughs> I'm going to say I that love is, candy corns is disgusting, but I, but I still love candy corns. I still love that they exist <laughs> and that they're the Halloween candy. You know, if you think of a Halloween candy, it's going to be candy corn it has to be. Yeah. 
I still like Starburst and Snickers, so it doesn't really change. Oh, no, yeah, it doesn't have to be. I'm just saying, or, yeah, let me rephrase that. What's your favorite candy to eat on Halloween? Because I'm going to be honest, guys. Oh, I eat all the, candy, all the candies. I don't give a fuck. If there's a candy, there's a, I, me and my roommate have a uh, bowl that I just put out. And I, every single time, like, you can see the bowl starting to get empty, but me and him are constantly refilling it because we're just <laughs> fucking eating all the candy in there. Like, just every time we pass by, we'll just grab one. I don't give a fuck what it is. I have to admit, I'm not a sweets guy. Like, even regular times of the year, I don't eat cake. Um, I don't go for candy often, actually, ever. But around Halloween time, I don't know why, but I can't help it. And, yeah, I, I, again, I go for those little Reese's. But also, I am a fan of Milky Way Midnight. I love that candy oh, bar. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I also love uh, not. It's not a hundred grand. What's it? it it's kind of like a Butterfinger, but it's it's different. It's a, or it's a different name brand. Um, uh, oh, I shit. can't remember right now. I know what you're talking I fucking about. Really love it then. I mean, goddamn. Uh, but also sour Skittles. Gotta Ooh, say, yeah. Those, those, I love Skittles in general. You give me a bag of Skittles, you're my best friend. But the sour Skittles are definitely the one. When it comes to my taste buds, I, I guess I like extremes, so I like spicy shit a lot. And I, I did the one chip challenge. You guys know about oh, that? Oh fuck the, yeah, you did it. The, yeah, what is I that? Did it. I don't know about that. It's um, they have this chip company called Paki or Pacao or something like that, oh. and they have they have really interesting bags, but they have one chip in particular that you can buy and it costs you $22 <laughs> um, it's got some intense seasoning on it and I, I shit you not for 30 minutes my tongue was irradiating just heat wave of pain it just it did not want to fucking stop but it was fun and you did I, still enjoy, I still enjoyed it Mr. Prejean what are your favorite candies man? I like Cadbury eggs a lot oh well that's, isn't that's that very Easter? That's it an is. Easter thing but, but still but, we're asking but I eat them year it. round I eat them year round I didn't know they okay. sold them year-round. You got to look for them, but yeah, they have them. You're hunting down Cadbury eggs for Halloween, bro. Yeah, bro. That's that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, bro, Kit Kats, that's a go-to. Butterfinger, it's a go-to. Oh, Twix. Twix uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll eat it. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying... That's not it's just not something, that, it's not something I, 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 I uh, reach for. You know. They had for a little while. They had the Twix with the uh, mint chocolate cookie bar in it. Oh my god, yeah. that was awesome! It's really pissing me off that I can't remember that other Butterfinger bar. It's like a Butterfinger, but it's not. Damn it! Pixie sticks. This is uh, really. Yeah. You like that? I like that. That's old like school that. candy right there. Yeah. What I do is I take the uh, dip stick and I stick it in my urethra, <laughs> and then I I snort all the uh, sugar candy. I miss I the candy cigarettes. They Dude, still have I saw some of those the other day. Yeah. I was like, what in the fuck? I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe they still made those. Big Pharma has to own that candy company, right? <laughs> right. Well, not Big Pharma, Big Tobacco. Sorry. Right, yeah. I knew, one, I knew what you meant. One evil for another. Uh, but, okay, so fucking traditions, fucking sweets. All right. What about the real thing everyone's here for the horror fans that tune into the show. We're going to talk about our favorite horror movies, our go-to horror movies for the Halloween season. I I mean, it would, it would be spoiler warning. There's going to be some carpenter. Yeah. I, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. It's, if I don't watch Halloween during the month of Halloween, 
I'm fucking up. You're fucking up bad. (laughs) I manage to watch it every year. I just have to. Not always on Halloween necessarily. Sometimes I'm busy for Halloween and a horror movie doesn't get watched. But, you know. That's very true. You know that happens. I always watch it October 1st. I like start my month off with Halloween. Like I get it. uh, I I try to. And I mean, usually October 1st is like a whatever day of the week, you know. So I'm usually not super busy. So I can. But I like to just kick it off. You know that you hear that. And you're like, this is it. This it's fucking October has started. Cool fronts are going to be happening soon. I'm about to start wearing fucking long sleeve shirts again, and I'm happy. You know, like I just kick off the season with it always. I love the fall, man. That that's and and that movie. It definitely um, gives you that vibe. No, well, the fog, yes, but also the the uh, the fall. Oh, fall. fall. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, it's funny you mentioned the fog. Um, Fog is dope. That actually is a Halloween go-to movie for me. I don't know why necessarily, but it's another Carpenter, but it just gives off the right spooky vibe from the opening scene with the campfire tale to the the fog itself enveloping the town, making every scene just phenomenally fucking spooky. The the zombie pirate ghosts things, whatever (laughs) the fuck. Fuck yeah, bro. Just dripping everywhere with swords. That that awesome ass church. The whole the whole church scene is amazing. But I mean, like you said, in the opening, bro, when uh uh you know, he's like eleven fifty nine, you know, and he's going on that little spiel. It's great. Enough time for one more story. Yeah. One more story before midnight. One of my favorite podcasts opens up with that. Alone in the dark. Oh, and I was talking about Forever Midnight, but yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I think I think Alone in the Dark does it too. Yeah, I could be wrong, but yeah, Forever Midnight. Uh, fucking, I'll, I'll give them a shout out for sure. They're they're shout out Forever Midnight. Yeah. What about you, Rick? You got any any movies that you kind of go to? Because I've got a few, but but I want to kind of roundtable this a little. More bit. recently, uh, Terrifier. Has oh been yeah, one. that's a good. You know? Yeah, I, I forget that's a Halloween movie. It's it's very very Halloweeny. And super fun, uh, the right kind of fun. Yep. So, that's the perfect. That's a perfect Halloween night movie. It's fun. It, it's exactly. scary. It's got all the right elements. Like it. it that is a great blend for great music, Evil, great gore, great visuals. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say cute, Evil Dead cute Two costumes. Could also be one. Evil I'm sorry. Dead 2? Yeah, that could also be a good Halloween movie. Totally. It's not one that I go to every year, but we covered it uh, last time. Yeah, that, uh, Jarek was on, and I think that would also, like, in the same vein of a terrifier, be like just a fun, spooky thrill ride with laughs and blood, and yeah, yeah. like. And I'll good. go ahead. I'll go ahead and get it. I'm sorry to interrupt you, uh, but I'll go ahead and get it out of the way now. Um, All Hallows Eve as well. Uh, so you do a double whammy in Halloween. You do both of those? No, I don't do them like at the same time or anything. But I. I I watch the Eiffel, All Hallows Eve every fucking Eiffel October. Towers those movies. <laughs> I should. There's two, there's two Rickies instead of two movies. The two movies are just one chick. I don't know. Or guy. Whatever his preference is. Wait, what? I'm lost <laughs> now. It's all right. You're in Multiplicity starring Michael Keaton. There's a lot of you running around. <laughs> Sweet. Hell Satan. No, <laughs> I don't know, guys. Um, I, I do want to say another movie that takes place on Halloween, but I don't watch it every Halloween, is House of a Thousand Corpses. That's a recommendation. Uh, yeah. That's a good Halloween movie. Definitely. I do uh, every year. I, I, I try to do, well, I definitely do Halloween every year. I like the first one. Uh, I love Halloween 3 to do. Hell, I like to do that one yeah. closer to Halloween. 
Because that one feels like a Halloween night type of movie. Can, you did Especially that. because of the... Hmm? You did the theme for the original Halloween. Can you do the little commercial oh, for fuck. Halloween 3? But other ones... I do Idle Hands. I like to watch Idle Hands. Idle Hands, Idle Hands is dope. Great yeah. uh, Halloween movie. That's a good horror comedy like to just throw in. Definitely. In the middle of the month. I do... Uh, got the sawa in it yeah yeah and jessica alba um and steve uh or seth green seth green yeah, yeah. foggy Almost nelson from fucking uh um daredevil he was the kid in mighty ducks also <laughs> got that mighty ducks action I, I like to revisit silver bullet for the halloween season um, that's a good one I, th- I I could be wrong about this, but I think that movie actually does take place on Halloween, or the ending does rather. I think it I think it plays up through the year, and then ends in October. I think, because hmm. um, you go through the Fourth of July part. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's Halloween night um, that they're waiting for the werewolf. That that and that's that's a. I'm not going to call it a guilty pleasure. I'll rep that movie. That's a good one. Day. Um, I know the werewolf design isn't everyone's favorite, even mine, but. I think that movie is very effective in a lot of other ways, and um, yeah, Silver Bullet, Steve, and, it's just- and an and an amazing, an amazing, uh, what was it, idiocentric uh, director? <laughs> director uh, happened to direct it. Yeah, direct most of it. Yeah, uh, Don right. Coscarelli was the director for ninety percent of Silver Bullet. Um, yeah, it's I didn't know either until a few years ago, but. And recently, I'm going to throw some fucking shade right now. We just Throw repped, it, boy. I'm throwing it. We repped one horror podcast. I'll still rep this other podcast. I love them. I um, listened to it. Now, I, I, I died, but I did enjoy it. I, I did right, laugh right. a lot. Yeah. Uh, who goes <laughs> there? Um, they, they recently covered Phantasm, and one of the guests. Uh, one of the hosts shit, shit on it hard. Shit on it hard. But the other two gave it. He straight up said, if you like this movie, you're a dummy. <laughs> I mean, Ricky. I was like, damn. Well, not just Ricky. I'm I like, how he knows? <laughs> but fuck, no, fuck him for that. No, I know he's being funny. I know he's doing yeah. it for the show. But I was like, know. how he knows? God damn. But so am I. So the fuck him. <laughs> um, oh, another really uh, Night of the Demons. Fuck yeah, Night of the Ooh. Demons. Great Halloween movie. Yeah, it's about par- going to a party on fucking Halloween night. And part two. Part two is really fun also. They also have a Morbid Angel song in it. And you can't, I mean, you got to give props to that. I haven't seen part two. Um, part two, a dude gets his uh, demon. Uh, ah, fuck it. I'm telling you anyway. And fuck everybody. If you haven't seen this, this is a 40-year-old movie almost. So I get fucked. Uh, <laughs> a, <laughs> a hand fucking comes out from like under a car seat, like a demon hand, and fucking just grabs this dude's sack, bro. And just... Nice. I, then I won't spoil the rest of it, but man. Well, have you seen Night of the Demon? No, I think y'all talked about that one though, right? Uh, yeah, you gotta watch uh, that. Chances are we've talked about it around oh. here. <laughs> uh, if you want to see a dick get ripped off on camera, go ahead and watch that movie. Oh, that's the Sasquatch one. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's the OG Sasquatch. I don't even know. And then, yeah. oh, also, an underrated movie uh, that is... It's harder to find because it's just not on Blu-ray, and I think it, it might be streaming. Trick or Treat from the '80s, not the yeah, oh yeah, with uh, uh, with Sammy Sammy Kerr, the rock yeah. star. It's basically Deathgasm in the '80s, is what it is. The movie um, takes place on 
Yeah, it's it's an October movie. Yeah, obviously, trick or treat. Um, but a rock star dies. This kid is obsessed with him, and he's all bummed out because the dude was supposed to, I think, play their high school <laughs> like <laughs> Halloween party or some shit like that. Oh shit. <laughs> He's all sad about it. But Gene Simmons, who's the radio DJ in town, has the last record that that dude made before he died. Oh, and he get, lets this kid borrow it. And uh, the kid's like listening to it and he's all bummed out because his favorite artist died and this and that. And then he's, the record starts playing backwards. And it starts summoning the spirit of Sammy Kerr. And shit starts going down, and it's just, it's so fucking good. And especially if you like me- it's a they need to bring back the metal horror movies, like yeah. like metal, uh, you know, music. You mean, horror you movies. mean like Mandy? And Mandy has the metal vibe, yeah, which is why I think I like it. But it's not a heavy metal horror movie. Like Deathgasm is like a heavy. Metal oh, horror movie. Yeah. I was straight I, up I, going I, to Deathgasm. Yeah. I, and you, I get what you mean, but I Black Roses. Like- Black Roses was fucking rad. Have y'all watched that? I haven't no. seen that. It's one. on Shutter. It's about this metal band who's like, by day they look great, but whenever they get on stage, they're actually demons and they suck the souls of their fucking fans out. <laughs> Damn. Metal. Damn. That's some supernatural death clock shit right there. Dude, it's fucking rad. They need more movies like that featuring like a metal band horror movies. So imagine Detroit Rock City, but it's a, it's a giallo. Man, I fucking love Detroit Rock City. Oh, me too, dude. That is one of my favorite movies of all fucking time. Hey, look, it's, it's a girl. Man, that's no girl. That's a Stella. Yeah, well, Stella or no Stella, we should pull over and help her out. Man, what the hell is wrong with you? You got a thing for that, that thing? It's a teenage girl walking along the side of the highway. I mean, they, they make scary movies that start out like that. Hey. But they make porno movies that start out like that too, man. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say another Halloween favorite of mine. I don't watch it every year, granted, but I would highly recommend some of these movies I don't watch every year because sometimes I try to watch new things. So of course. But I have watched it several years for Halloween, and that is da 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 pumpkin head. Oh, motherfucking yeah. pumpkin head, guys, right? Fuck, yeah. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I need to. I want to dive into the sequel. Fuck, I might watch it after this, like tonight. Isn't it on like Shutter? I think. Oh, uh, it is. Yeah, it is. And it's appropriate. I mean, Fuck I don't think it, that yeah. movie takes place on Halloween, but the, the it looks like movie. Halloween. I mean, come also on. the atmosphere, man. All those pretty ass woods. He goes in to find a uh, haggis. Yeah, uh, he goes very autumny looking. If you want to watch Lance Henriksen go on a revenge mission for his dead boy that got killed by a BMX racer, and he travels to some witch's hut in the middle of nowhere that tells him to bury this shit, his boy's body in a tree stump, and a big grotesque, gangly, creepy demon that sounds like cicadas comes out and kills him. tie. Then Pumpkinhead's the movie for you. I don't know what to call Pumpkinhead. I mean, obviously it's a it's a demon, but like if I were to just say what it looks like. I would say, man, that's a tatai. That is. It's a tatai. It's a tatai. Chloe, Chloe Fontenot needs to fucking track down Pumpkinhead. That's all I'm saying. Cool. Shout out to uh, Jarek's side project by you tatais on YouTube. Go watch that's that shit. Side project? I don't know, man. Sometimes when you're in a band, you call something a side project. His other project. Excuse me. <laughs> um, One of the many projects. Of of the of the esteemed special favorite guest, Jarek Thibodeau. <laughs> See, told y'all. Told y'all they called me that. Yeah, we love them. We send them dumb memes every day. 
oh god he's probably sometimes i'm like this guy's like these motherfuckers just introduce themselves into my life like they just automatically are in there <laughs> but here we are jerry i did only say i did say that one day when you were sending pictures of toilets i just had to log off i was like i don't even give a fuck anymore i'm just not even looking well <laughs> again again i'm sorry i apologize in the messages i, I you suffered for ricky's fucking just extreme <laughs> blasphemy uh ricky ricky sent this ninja turtles meme with master splinter holding the little baby turtles four little hands and they're walking into the sunset and each turtle is labeled like a master class band like metallica slayer like just led the zeppelin yeah the most the, the best bands of all time and master splinter who trained the turtles is labeled Nickelback, so I decided to flood the fucking feed with a bunch of fucking shit toilet pictures. Yeah, uh, go fuck yourself. Not hating on Nickelback, just hating on the sentiment. That was the day you introduced the fear of God into into my life because you were like, Jarek's gonna not want to be our friends anymore, and suddenly <laughs> I was very existential and hurt and sad and scared. I'm scared. I love, I love that. <laughs> I love like that a Ninja Turtle fear in your stomach a rose yeah, oh bro. shit that would that would have been like if he really for real i'm keeping all this in if he really for real would have been like i'm not being y'all's friend no more this is too much shitty toilet almost i almost left the chat see you see ricky <laughs> you see what you almost caused with your bullshit memes what's another halloween movie man what what, what else you whose got turn, whose turn is it it's mine my five my five are i mean i don't go to them every year but those are like the five like i do try to oh the guest is a good one the guest is one that people don't really think about a lot but that's a a fucking incredible movie yeah and b it's just, it's a little different because it's like an action slasher it's 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 really fucking cool i uh, well i also and i i didn't get a five i i, I was just i'm kind of spitballing some of the ones that i know that i've either watched several times for the season or yeah that i would recommend mm -hmm. for the season itself but a new favorite, and you mentioned the the predecessor, even though it's unrelated, but I'm going to say it by title alone, the new Trick or Treat, just the R, mm -hmm. apostrophe R, that is one of the most Halloween Oh, Halloween yeah, I mean, that's, movies. I figured that was just a known, though. Well, yeah, it's well, so, yeah, well, it's so is the OG Halloween, but I sure. just want to say, as, an, as, as someone who didn't see it back when it first came out in, like, what, 07 or something, I didn't see it until, like, 2017 or 18. And I was like, holy shit, how have I slept on this movie for so long? Like, this is fucking amazing. You get an anthology that's all connected through these different stories that, that yeah, they all connect in one big loop. Great performances and set pieces throughout. Like, it's, it's totally memorable, man. It's amazing. Also has one of my favorite werewolf transformation scenes ever. Yes, it, that, I love that transformation scene. And while uh, we're on the subject of werewolves... Um, I'm yeah. going to throw one you're not expecting out, probably. Uh, the Howling. Mm -hmm. Howling is fun. The Howling. It, it has definitely has the right atmosphere uh, for the spooky season. It's very dark and spooky. And it also has some of my favorite werewolves ever. So Yeah, yeah, I would say, I, I, think, I, I think I have said it before, but I'll say it again. Those are, in fact, hands down my favorite werewolves in cinema. They gave me nightmares. The design is so amazing mm -hmm. and the fact that they keep it so dark only just you know enhances that my my, my last one will be obvious <laughs> uh, i mean uh, you know there's there's you know og halloween of course 
I mean, that's, that. that's, that's everybody. Ricky missed the first part of this conversation. I'm just thinking out loud. Though. <laughs> 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 oh, you know, it's, you know, it's one I do like to watch a lot. Uh, I, I feel it, cause it feels very fall. I mean, in, in, in the movie, she does wear like a little jacket and scarf and stuff like that. A uh, house of the devil. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I don't think it's technically Halloween or anything. Hell, it, it might be. I think they – don't they say what day it's on? Because it's like a it full is. moon or something like that? It is Halloween, man. And if it's not, I don't give a fuck. We're saying it right now it is. And hell, yeah. Email us at the nightclub podcast at gmail.com and correct the fuck out of us. Uh, that, that inbox is still empty. I'll send you stickers just for that fucking shit. We're still trying to give away stickers, goddammit. We want a Kaiju Giallo. No one cares. We got all these fucking listeners hundreds and hundreds of listeners seriously there's hundreds of people that download this shit and nobody says anything none none of them speak english what the fuck so they don't know they don't know we have a large hey i want to say this right now halloween episode it's coming out we have a large crowd in india mad respect to you motherfuckers out there downloading thanks india yeah fuck it send in an email um back to back to what jared was saying (laughs) I don't even remember if I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> um, shit. Oh no! Oh, House of the Devil. House yeah. of great the movie. Devil. Great movie. That's all I had to say about it. It's a good movie. I like it a lot. Ty fucking West made a very throwback, atmospheric, slow burn, awesome horror movie from 2009. That is just—it's perfect. It's satanic. It's witchy. It's Halloweeny. It's got all the good shit. It's yeah, that's that's a great Halloween night watch. If you're just sitting at home, you just turn the lights out, light the jack o' lantern, and fucking put that movie on, and you're gonna be at the house of the fucking devil, man. I'm gonna go ahead and say my last one for for tonight that that I'd recommend, and it's another one that's obvious as fuck, but I grew up with it. So what else can I do? It's the Nightmare Before Christmas, and that goes back to how Jarek decorates. You can just watch this movie for Halloween and watch it again for Christmas. It doesn't matter. It, it, it blends both holidays. It's got 11 memorable songs in it. 11. Yeah. That's more than double your average Disney film, okay? So check out, if you've never seen it and you're skeptical, check out the wonder of that stop-motion animation Halloween slash Christmas classic, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Not a Tim Burton film, by the way. That is a Henry Selleck film who also directed Coraline, which we covered this month. So get that right, everybody. Yes, it's billed as Tim Burton's Halloween. Yes, his influence is definitely there. But that's a Henry Selleck fucking movie. That's the that's the fucking director. I've got another one to add. Yeah. Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that came out last year, right? <laughs> Dude, a that new is one. a great Halloween That's movie. a fun Halloween movie, bro. That's I one you can it. watch by yourself or with the family. It doesn't matter. It's going to be funny no matter what. It's going to be Halloween vibes throughout the whole fucking thing, dude. Yeah, Ricky. I, I got I you, mentioned, fam. <laughs> I mentioned that on our top 20 with a crossover episode with, with uh, Joe Blow Horror Show. Yeah. As I, gave it, I gave it my number 20 slot just because I wanted it to be recognized. Um, I don't think I would have given it that otherwise, but but – that's that's why you recommend this for Halloween though. This is a perfect Halloween movie for fun. If you were a fan of Hocus Pocus growing up, if you were a fan of like um, Little Nicky, any of the yeah. Adam Sandler stuff, really. I mean, you know. It, yeah, it it's a fun movie, man. It, it's 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 wearing its heart on its sleeve. It's predictable, but you know what? 
still a fucking blast. Good one, man. Yeah, it is a good one. Jerk, Sweet. you want to finish us off and uh and um no. give, us a, <laughs> give us a final uh, Halloween recommend? Um, yeah, let me think of one. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of one. I've, really I've, cool. I've got one that I'll recommend real quick. There you go, Ricky. And it's got everyone's favorite satanic grandpa in it. Oh shit, yeah. Every time Ricky <laughs> calls me, this is the image I see is satanic grandpa with that fucking smile when he's dressed up in his fucking satanic cult hood shit it's fucking the best and what's fucked up is i can't even remember the name of it right now oh uh, 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 hack-a-lantern yeah oh. hack-a-lantern <laughs> the 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 first ever indian horror film so there you go indian listeners we're, we're, we're talking about a movie that joe bob showed us called hack-a-lantern if you've never seen it that's that's considered the first indian horror film so yeah hack-a-lantern motherfuckers whole mess of pumpkins for you. I got a whole mess of pumpkins out there for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's Satanic Grandpa, everybody. You know what what, what is a really good one, man? Um, I'll have to say, I mean, it's not like one of my favorites, and I haven't really revisited it uh, often, but it ties back to your, like, 13th gate thing you do every year. Um, But Haunt, man. Haunt. Haunt. It, Haunt, it was, yes. How did I forget Haunt? Yeah, that's a newer one for sure that, uh, like I said, it's not a favorite of mine by any means, but I did enjoy it, and I would watch it again, and it has a, I mean, it's obviously, you yeah. know, uh, Halloween-vibed and and, and, pretty, and cool, you know, like, I, I don't mind watching it, it's just not one I always uh, tend to go to. Dude, it, Haunt worked the, on me like crazy. I, I, I loved it. it I, it's definitely a, a favorite of mine. No, yeah, I watched it. Um, I, well, I watched it because of Joe Bob. I think um, he recommended it, or maybe I saw it right before he did it. Yes, because he covered it right after I watched it, and I was like, "Damn!" Yeah. But I, it was so good. I watched it again, and I don't really do that that often anymore. Rewatch a movie right away because I'm trying to get, you know, a, a, a new things in or old things I've never seen in. So. That, but Haunt was one of the ones that I was like, I gotta, I gotta watch this movie again. It was so well done, and yeah, that's a movie about a haunted attraction gone very fucking wrong. So, uh, shout out to the Hell House LLC episode that we Ooh, did with man. our boy yeah. Keith from USB Escape. That's Go watch another Haunt. good recommend. Yeah, yeah that, that that is also another good Halloween recommend, guys. That was one of the about- last movies to legitimately scare the shit out of me. What Hell Same. House? Yeah. Same. I watched it middle of the fucking day and I was still nervous. Like nervous. I kept looking out my fucking door because nobody else was here and I would hear a noise. Dude. <laughs> Dude, while, that movie had, had me way more nervous than I needed to be. While while we were, re- were recording our Hell House episode <laughs> with Keith, talking yeah. about the scenes that creeped me out, had me fucking looking in all my peripheral areas and fucking double checking behind mm-hmm. me and shit. Like, yeah, that... That movie worked its magic on me for sure. We've been talking about all these awesome Halloween recommends. We've covered a few on the podcast. Everyone, I hope you've been taking notes. You got to go check all of this out and taking notes on the traditions and the candy. If you've never tried some of them, it's the right time of year. Go ahead and treat yourself or trick yourself, whichever one. Just don't get tranny tricked in a graveyard by the tall man. Damn. I don't think you can say that anymore. Well, I did, and it's staying in. Damn.
All right. We've got Jared back on the episode. We've got Ricky here who brings the metal to the nightclub. So since we've got metal on metal, I'm going to disappoint everyone tonight by recommending two non-metal albums. But tonight we have another edition for of the first time in a long fucking time of Ricky's Sporting. All right, I'll kick. Hey, us before off. we started, hey, you know what? Because I, I have to redeem myself for last fucking time. What are y'all drinking tonight? Oh, uh, but tonight uh, I've got an OG tried and true. I'm just drinking the old, uh, the old Andy Gator. Okay, 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 I can accept that. I got a big old tall Natterday. I like that, Ricky. That's my favorite yeah. thing. I did not. <laughs> uh go fucking gas station beer like i said i was not gonna do and i did last time <laughs> um, <laughs> so i got this beer called candy green double ipa from spindle oh, tap in shit. houston the special beer place over here started getting spindle tap and they put some out some of the best ipas i will say this on uh th- my first beer that i have is the indicator I-, I bought a tall boy of that but um my on deck is a saint arnold which is out of houston as well yeah um, they're, they're they're oktoberfest um yeah saint so, arnold's good but again uh never mind i'm just gonna stop what gas station beer yeah i don't look i bought the indicator at a gas station too what you want from me man my resources are limited when i'm on the road what do you want i can't go to like craft beer stores all the time no, it's just I love. I, I only have to make fun because last time you're like, man, this fancy beer. Like, I got this cool ass. Like, I don't know if you can find it, Jarek. It's pretty fucking high end, buddy. Did I, say, I didn't say it like that. <laughs> it's it's like obscure and, and stuff. You know. I'm not gonna lie though. I did love the whole interaction <laughs> on the Evil Dead Two episode when you were like. Well, I'm kind of ashamed of myself or embarrassed or whatever, and we all just uh I laugh listening back. I love this whole thing. This whole bit. Yeah. And it's not a bit. I mean, this is naturally happening, but this whole gas station beer <laughs> shit is the fucking best. Like, this is, <laughs> makes me so happy that I thought I had a good beer. And you would just like, listen, dog, no, it's she not. Said, I, don't, I don't know if you ever fucking heard of it. It's pretty. Uh... Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you ever no, heard, never uh, heard of it? It's you ever heard of it? Uh... <laughs> Miller Lite. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Okay. I'll kick us off tonight with my first music recommend, and it's very spooky and it's very Halloween y. And if you don't believe me, go listen to the latest Pixies album called Beneath the Irie. That album came out a year or two ago, and it has Halloween vibes throughout the lyrics and the music. The lead single off the record has references to witches and their witchy powers and the midnight hour. It's called Graveyard Hill, so there you go. And the rest of the album follows suit. It's almost like they recorded a Halloween album and didn't market it as such, which I think is a mistake on the Pixies part, but Pixies, one of my favorite bands for a long time. I love Surfer Rosa. I love Doolittle. This album is amazing. I give it a 9 out of 10 for real. Turn it on during the halloween season and give yourself those spooky good vibes who wants to go next Rick, um, what you so, got for us i'm a daddy or gentle since you're the fault i uh actually didn't put a lot of thought but into this but two of the things that i've been listening to the most lately i've been digging into the uh, acid bath again 
as of late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. When the kite string pops. So if you haven't listened to When the Kite String Pops by Acid Bath, get on that because that's another nine out of ten. It's got John Wayne Gacy on the album cover too. Yeah, it does. A paint a self portrait of John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, so that fucking freak was like, hey, I'ma paint myself and then Dax Riggs was like, hey, I'm going to use that fucking creepy bitch's uh, painting as my album cover. And now he works at Church's Chicken. We all have our paths. Who Shout does? out to Sammy Pierre Duet. No, uh, it, it's... <laughs> I'm... A, <laughs> on Instagram, there's like a few meme pages about Acid Bath. And one of the main jokes is that Dax Riggs just works at Church's Chicken now and Chuck E. Cheese... And yeah, it's the, it's the best, dude. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start sending you guys the fucking Sammy and Dax memes that everyone makes. It's it's the best. <laughs> that's some Louisiana. That's also like Golgotha, a Louisiana band for anyone yeah. out there who doesn't know. But Acid Acid Bath, I, I guess I don't know. I mean, they they've been they've been known for a long time. They might be known to. to oh to yeah, yeah. They they've they've got they've got a what you call it. They've got international notoriety. International. I mean, international notoriety. Yeah. A lot of people who, I mean, anyone who listens to like Sludge in particular is like, oh yeah, I know Acid Band. You know. Are they? Are they like a? Are they like the Elysium Space Dust Obscure IPA? <laughs> yeah, they're like a gas station Sludge. <laughs> what you got for us, Jared? Okay, um, my first one. It's the EP, uh, well, the song, but I think the EP is this. Okay, no, no, the EP is Edge of Existence by uh, a band called Creeping Death. Uh, but mm. the song Humanity Transcends, may, in particular. Uh, so the band is from Texas. Uh, they have like this old school death metal sound. Uh, but holy shit, I, especially in the song Humanity Transcends, when I'm telling you every single type of party vibe you can have in songs they put it all into one song damn the part that starts off it kicks in whammy and then just oh, like <laughs> and then like it has it has some of those riffs where you're just kind of like where you want to just like hold a beer up and just headbang it has some of those riffs where you like you kind of hold your fist out because like the, the pit's starting up and you're like hey y'all better fucking chill out type of shit it has you know it just had it kind of has those some riffs that like just kind of make you want to caveman a little bit like every single fucking party type of rhythm you can have in a song they do it and it it, and it even ends it just fades out on a party riff they don't stop beginning end just party 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 and then (laughs) if you don't chug a beer when you hear that song or if you don't want to then something's wrong so that song is basically andrew wk's party album condensed into one song no dude that shit that's fucking Chuck E. Cheese compared oh. to fucking this is that's Chuck E. Cheese party and this is you're you're fucking you're at your fucking you're getting, you're getting towed at the Freetown Boom Boom you're getting party. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly you party in, you at your fucking you well no not even you're running you up and down McKinley you are, Street. You are your uncle at this point. You're your drunk uncle. You're the drunk uncle. And oh, this shit. is that type of partying. You're Bud from uh, Silver Bullet. Yeah, you're fucking... Yeah, uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> red, red, not Bud. 
You're fucking oh, Gary Busey. Yeah, that, so that's that's my song. That EP is, the whole EP is pretty fucking badass, but that song in particular is a nonstop party. My last recommend is, um, again, not metal, but it's fucking metal, even though. Uh, it's the new album from Modest Mouse called The Golden Casket. Pretty good. And this album has so much in it and has so much going on that I've listened to it, <laughs> I don't even know how many times. And I just went see them live the other night. How was that? It was amazing. It was fucking amazing. They sound better than they've ever sounded. But the album... I get a feeling from Modest Mouse is my favorite band of all time and has been since 2004. And the album that broke me into them in 2004, this album gives me the same feeling. And the two albums they put out in between and the EP didn't quite get there. But this album gives me that feeling. I'm not saying it's better than those other albums. I'm just saying as of right now, that's the feeling I get. It's a 10 out of 10 masterpiece to me. All their albums are and this one's no exception. It's got lyrical themes of being a parent, which I'm a new parent of the last, you know, as of the last um, four years, I've had two kids. I've had a stepkid uh, since for a while, but uh, being a new parent with new babies, I never had that experience. And this album captures that in one song in particular. And it also has themes of technology and intrusiveness and paranoia. And it also has themes of just our life cycle. Again, another famous Modest Mouse topic of death. And more so a positive vibe that I'm really glued to. And especially the song, The Sun Hasn't Left, track seven. Um, and a fucking knockdown stellar epic in track five, Wooden Soldiers, that starts off dark and then ends on a positive note. And... I'm just blown away by what Isaac Brock and, and company managed to pull together for this album. And it's also pretty cosmic. There's some cosmic lyrics on, <laughs> on this record. And Isaac's always been a cosmic dude. Um, his, their third, Modest Mouse's third album is called The Moon in Antarctica. So, and even on their first record, the last track is called Space Travel is Boring. He's always had hints of cosmicism, but um, one of the lyrics on the new record is, we're somewhere between dust and the stars. I mean, come on, dude. That's fucking... It's simple, but it's brilliant, and I love it. So, yeah, go check out The Golden Casket by Modest Mouse. 10 out of fucking 10. Damn. Get on it. So, something else I've been listening to. You probably haven't heard of it because, you know. Oh, excuse us. You know. Um, you don't even know, Ricky. We didn't, you didn't even ask us yet. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know. So, um. There's this little trip-hop duo from New Orleans called the Suicide Boys. Oh, yeah, I know Suicide Boys. Yeah, I, I've been I bumping them lately. Um, and that's Suicide Boys. Instead of S's, it's dollar signs. I can't believe you said I probably don't know them, and I 100% it, it, know Suicide Boys. <laughs> I, was just, I was just playing around. Me, I don't you know. I'm going to say again, I don't know them. So... Basically, this is just some dark, spooky, heavy-ass trip-hop. Yeah. It's it. like, it, it, it's like some head-banging fucking trunk bass. <laughs> it's kind of like what it would turned <laughs> out. Yeah. It's One of like, the dudes used to be in a metal band, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trunk bass. <laughs> yeah, dude. Low, really. Like, that's... No, it's, talking yeah, about it's, when a car, like, has their yes. fucking trunk that's like... Brrr, brrr, uh, yeah. 
Oh my! But, and they, the, one dude raps kind of like he's in fucking uh, what's that band? Bone Thugs. Like yeah. he has like a quick little like, but and the other guy sounds like he's just zambarred out. Yeah. <laughs> fucking trunk bass. That's insane. Trunk bass, dude. Yeah, it's like it's just it's so heavy. It's super heavy. Imagine super fun. Imagine hitting a bass that's a Trump bass and it says tremendous and it's just like the most bass out <laughs> shit you've ever heard in your life. Sorry, I had to get that joke in there. That's good. No, I like it. But as far as like an EP or something, I would recommend Memoirs of a, of a Gorilla. Um, if you want to just check out one song by them, I would say Paris. Paris kind or, or Fuck the Population. Those two songs kind of just sum them up pretty good. There so, it is. Yeah, Suicide Boys. I've been bumping that shit lately. All right, um, my second one. Um, this is another album from this year. Dang. It is uh, Infinite Granite by Death Heaven. I just um, saw them at Furnace Fest. They this new album is completely shoegaze. They've completely gone. They used to be like kind of black metal. Well, a yep. lot black metal, but kind of. And shoegaze. they still. I do want to say they still performed the black metal songs and they were fucking awesome. awesome. And the new songs are awesome. Go ahead. And it, and it, well, the thing to me is like, so the last album I wasn't the biggest fan of because I felt like they just, they were going shoot, shoot but they didn't dive in. You could tell they were kind of like wishy-washy on it. This album, live. They, uh, this album, they went straight up into shoegaze and i fucking love it they don't scream they might have i think like one or two songs has like screaming in it and it's not much the rest of the album sounds like almost like slow dive or like fucking you know the smiths type of shit but it's great it's uh it's honestly great front to back um it's almost my bloody valentine type of shit yeah yeah i mean my bloody valentine's more noisy like uh dev heaven is very with their shoegaze they um produce well, i mean the, the, the vocals part. The vocals are sunken into the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, that's just kind of shoegaze in general, though, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this, it's very clean, like they know what they're doing. Um, the Like like I said, they just dove into it, and it's fucking great from front to back. It sounds like some shit you'd hear in the 90s. And I, and I re, more so, I like it just because I respect the fuck out of them. Um, just to do that you they were hated when they were a fucking black metal band because they oh yeah different stuff and and i was always like you know what awesome guys like I, i'm glad you're saying like fuck everybody you're doing what you want and it's working yeah and now even more so people are like well no no uh this album just sings there's no screaming all the time and it's like dude fuck y'all again like let the, the band <laughs> different and they're doing it good like the thing it's not like they just like you know just went fucking you know quote unquote sold out just because they started singing or whatever like they're still doing just like what they did before but they just went a whole 180 with it you know they used to do more black metal now they're just going straight fucking shoegaze with it and it works and they and if you can do it well then I mean fucking awesome I agree with that sentiment of people just don't seem to accept the fact that a band changes and the same thing can be said from Modest Mouse State they continue to make amazing music that you will not hear anywhere else. Anywhere. I mean, find me a fucking band that sounds like they made something like the Golden Casket this year. You're not gonna. And it's totally Modest Mouse. It's still the same band, but it's just evolution, man. It's just more new shit that I didn't even expect this kind of record out of them. I thought I knew where they were going. I was wrong, and I'm glad I was fucking wrong. I didn't want to... 
I'm not trying to steal Death Heaven's Thunder again. I saw them at Furnace Fest. They played the old shit, the new shit. Everyone loved it. Everyone was into it. They sound fucking insanely amazing live. Like, Death Heaven is fucking great, man. But that new album in particular blew me away, so... That'll be my second. Ripping. Would you give that a, a, like a rating? If you gotta. No lie, man. It's it's probably one of the better albums I've heard this year. Um, uh, that Cannibal Corpse, Aborted's new album has been fucking great. I almost gave, I almost put that one on there. Um, because I've been listening the fuck out of that Aborted. I actually, you know, I'm just gonna throw that in there. Everybody should still go listen to that new Aborted album, Mania Cult. Um, and if and if you really like Aborted, then I know another band you should check out. And they're called Golgothan. <laughs> oh. We were talking about this the other day. Anyway, I'm sorry no, to cut that, you off. That's right. No, that's right. Fucking recommend that Golgothan shit, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna re- I'm gonna go ahead. You guys want to fucking do this shit? Give other recommendations. Sundowning by Sleep Token is fucking another ten out of ten record. Go check that band out. They're not anything you expect. I've never heard and of Sleep Token. They're fucking awesome and. I want to give a shout out to Anti God Hand. They have an EP called Endless Eva- <laughs> Endless Excavated Earth, and okay. it's fucking it's it, it's it's the right amount of brutal that you need for the Halloween season. So oh yeah, okay. And when you're digging up zombies, it's like Endless Excavated Earth. So and I like alliteration too. So I like the album title. But that's 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 uh that's what we got for the recommends, man. We brought some metal. We brought some non-metal. I think we gave the listeners uh, a bunch of cool shit to check out. And we've got something else that we need to check out tonight. We're going to the local video store. It's Halloween night. We want something spooky. We want something fun. We want something original. So what are we going to do? We're browsing the shelves and now what do we see? A ballerina dancing in blood. And right there, title says Suspiria. Wait, so, we're doing Suspiria? Yes. Oh, shit, I thought we were doing Face Off with Face Off. Cage. That's what I watched. Yeah. Fuck. Well, oh, you both- mean we're not talking about Ghoulies 3? Ghoulies go to college? God damn. You're you're all wrong. We're actually going to talk about the unnamed, untitled next Puppet Master film that's not even been released yet. So <laughs> Puppet Master 24. <laughs> Midnight Ritual is going to be on Dario Argento's Suspiria. If you have not seen tonight's film, cry off the podcast now. Join us. Join us. You bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? Suspiria is a 1977 Italian supernatural horror film directed by Dario Argento, which he co-wrote with Daria Nicolodi, who invented Nickelodeon. Not really. And (laughs) 
the the original concept was based on a 1985 essay called Suspiria de Profundis by Thomas de Quincey. So it's got some um, ancient fucking supernatural elements going on, some ancient magic elements that are running through this film. Uh, Argento originally visited, or well, not visited, but he had been traveling around through Germany, Switzerland, and I believe it was Italy or France, one of those. It, that's known as the um, magic triangle. Uh, it, it is overrun with witches and, and magic using people of all types. No, so they said he wanted to film there where they filmed because it was actually the place where there were um, the most uh, witches and sat- Satanists, uh, like in like per capita or whatever, like just in history, like that's where a lot of witches and Satanists fucking happenings took place and that's why i was so set on filming i think does it's it sound, with a t does it sound like jarek's eating thanksgiving dinner for halloween or am i wrong this motherfucker's <laughs> I over here ba- just like, I ate a bag of skittles <laughs> this motherfucker decided to film this here because all the satanists he's eating all kinds of skittles and shit this motherfucker can't keep his hands <laughs> off candy i want candy bubble gum and taffy to the sweet shop with my sweetheart Sandy. Got my penny safe, so I'm a sugar daddy. I'm a Hugh Cronin, she my Jessica Candy. I want candy. Put it in a pile, split it with my bitty 50 50 down the line. Kinda like close encounters of the cavity kind. I'm talking licorice, kisses, talking chocolate smiles. I want candy. I got a sugar tooth. Put on your shingle, Sandy, cause I wanna knock boots. Lick a peppermint stick till the lollipop droops. Come drop it, don't stop till it's lit, not loose. It's Halloween, though. Fuck it. I respect it. I told y'all, I walked into my kitchen and I had to grab some stuff out of that bowl. (laughs) (laughs) The cinematography in this film was performed by Luciano Tavoli. And uh, my God, this man does an amazing job. The editing was by Franco Fritticelli, if I'm saying that right. Um, Again, amazing job. And the music. The fucking score for this film was performed by prog rock band Goblin. Goblin Cock. (laughs) It's not Goblin Cock, I promise. It's just Goblin. (laughs) It's just Goblin. Claudio Um, Simonetti's Goblin. Because apparently there's like some rights thing now. Jeez. Well, they originally. He played that. They played this like a year or two, two years ago or three. uh, I went to New Orleans and they had a show where they basically had Suspiria on like three different projectors. And in the middle was a stage with the band and they play and they had little monitors on stage with them. And anytime the music would come in, in the movie, they would play it live instead. Nice. And you, went to, you basically went to like a Suspiria symphony show. Yeah. It was incredible. It was one of the be- the coolest experiences. It really was. We even saw um, Greta um, something, the, the lady from Red demons Red. yes from demons yeah that gets cut first the prostitute mm-hmm. gets cut first mm-hmm. yeah she was there she's from nice. New Orleans. uh that would have been awesome if nicholas cage would have burst in too because he lives over there uh, uh no huh? but no it was like a, it was really neat man they it was like watching suspiria kind of like in a theater but i mean because it was on projectors you know but uh but it was more like a picnic because it was outside and it was nighttime and the setting was really cool because it was an outside um 
area, but it, it's called this place called Music Box, and it's almost like a bunch of like fairy. It almost looks like a fairy tale world inside. It's like a bunch of uh, wooden bridges and trees and tree houses and shit like that. But it was set up super nice, and like I said, and they played everything to the T. Sometimes I was so into the movie, I would forget. I'm like, God damn, the music's loud, and I'd be like, Oh shit, they're <laughs> they're performing damn. the fucking score right there. And then right after the movie ended, they played like a set, like a 30, 45 minute set, like of other songs. Like they played Deep Red. Hell yeah. Like that. It was fucking really cool, man. I would love to see him. This is one of my favorite movies. So I was not missing. And one of my favorite music soundtracks, like for a movie music soundtracks, this is easily one of the top ones for me. Uh, I fucking love this soundtrack. I should say this too, and uh, yeah, this was totally Jarek's um, recommendation for tonight. His his pick. This was not a Momo's box film, but it's fucking Halloween. It's esteemed, most loved special guest with the band Golgothan and Bayou Tatas on YouTube, Jarek Thibodeau. So we're gonna fucking talk about Suspiria. This movie right here, I I I've got I've got. Hmm, I saw this movie kind of later, like w- once you become a horror fan and you're going down the whole trail of horror movies that you need to watch, mm-hmm. that's when I came across Suspiria. It wasn't like a a movie that I have a lot of nostalgia with, but immediately respected damn near everything about the movie. I mean, all, yeah. upon first watch, but yeah. how? what's what's your history with this film? Me? Yeah. Are you asking me or Ricky? <laughs> okay, well... Uh, this kind of ties into why it's one of my favorite movies. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I didn't come into it early either. Uh, I was in my twenties when I saw it and I guess it doesn't matter. It was years ago. I guess I could say this story. Um, the first time I saw this, I was tripping on acid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. So I was at a friend's house and, uh, it was me and a couple of other buddies and we were just all hanging out and we're like they're like yeah let's take some acid and i was like well you know what fuck it like let's do it and he's like yeah dude let's watch suspiria and i'm like man i'm not gonna fuck around with you i cannot handle a horror movie right you know if i'm gonna trip on acid i just can't he goes no dude i I promise man i promise i'm like all right let's you know whatever and so it's we're playing mario kart and it starts (laughs) to kick in and it starts to like and you know it's like you know shit's happening and we're like, all right, well, let's put on Suspiria. And the menu music came in, and it's the song. The, you know? And yeah. I was already like, holy fuck, this song's incredible. What is this? And my wife's like, don't worry, they played a hundred times during the movie. <laughs> I was like, good. <laughs> You'll be acquainted. And I could see, like, just from, like, the, you know, the, the disc menu screen, like, they showed, like, the few little shots. On, and I... At the time, I didn't know. I was like, either I am fucking tripping or this shit's the most colorful movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Which it was a little bit of both. So <laughs> I can't I can't lie that extra things were definitely added. Um, but so I'm, I'm not going to say like it, it was kind of just that experience. Like I was tripping sec and I had never seen this before. And like I could I honestly half-ass paid attention granted i've watched it many times since not true <laughs> so i do still love it but that first initial experience it kind of uh just because of what you know what was taking place 
I know it sounds stupid when I'm saying this, but it kind of almost felt it like when you'd watch a movie as a kid for the first time because you don't understand what the fuck is going on. You don't know if this is real. <laughs> like, right, you right. can't really tell like what the fuck is happening, but you're just so captivated and you can't like you're like how in the fuck is this happening and what is going on like just because of that experience i don't know it's a shitty experience like i was taking ass and i saw this movie but it definitely like i said it almost it it has that same almost feeling as when you watch something as a kid and um so it gave me it gave me some nostalgia for you like it it really did like it because i experienced it like that for the first time like i'm uh, kind of a spoiler but like i definitely remember the whole barbed wire scene mm-hmm. uh i was legit like dude you have to pause this movie i i i'm gonna have a panic attack i have to go outside and <laughs> chill for a little bit yeah. because like i'm so nervous and i can't like because the sound is so that's another thing about the movie the sound is so like in your face the entire yeah. movie like it's boom 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 and the yeah. lights the colors and lights and just mixed with the experience i was already having it was just a fucking oh so that's my experience with the movie and uh, i want to say that's not a shitty experience man you were tripping on acid when you watched spirit for the first time that's fucking awesome yeah yeah so it that, definitely hit me different like it, and that's honestly that's why it's become one of my favorite movies like i said i've watched it hundreds of times since and not hundreds but i've watched it many times since at least i've one seen the- it 103 and three quarters times one of the yeah. <laughs> one of the first movies I ever watched blowed out of my mind. I was smoking weed, but I was blown. Was Punch Drunk Love? Not a horror movie, but it it still had that effect on me of like, holy shit, what the fuck am I watching right now? And if anyone knows Paul Thomas Anderson's work, and going back to Adam Sandler, this ain't your, your Hubie Halloween. This is something way different. So if you want to see Adam Sandler in a serious role. Uh yeah, check out Punch Drunk Love. Ricky, what when's the first time you watched um Suspiria? Oh man. Um uh, it's been a while, but I think it was a few years ago. So probably around the same time as me. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 been a few years. I didn't see it like in my twenties or before that or anything. It's just something that I came too late. I wasn't always a uh, a cinephile as well, we coming as we discussed exactly because if it's too early then you know that brings shame upon you and your household you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean i I guess i'm showing my hand a little but yeah i mean right right away you, you can't see this movie and not be blown away by it in in some manner you know it's gonna leave a lasting impression this is one of the last films to be processed with Technicolor, like um, the, the most famous example being Wizard of Oz, where the colors just really pop. And like Jarek was saying, I mean... Because of the dyes they could actually put on them and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, this entire movie is a visual feast. That, oh, yeah. If, if you come away with nothing else, it's going to be a, a, a profound respect for the cinematography and the choices made when when they were filming this movie. Um, and you and you know like yeah, I, as much as i love this movie to me it's a 10 out of 10 i mean spoiler but <laughs> it does have you know like it's the plot is fucking a skeleton you know it's not it's this movie yeah. is a the exact um 
I guess, description or definition of like style over substance. Yeah. But, you know, in a film, it works, you know, like if you are, if your style is just that phenomenal that it can cruise through the rest of the movie, you know, like you don't need, why get, why have plot uh, get in the way? This know? is one of those movies I feel like the style is part of the substance. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and, and sometimes that happens and it fucking works. I mean, hell, we could talk going back to Mandy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, fuck, that's another plot that's basically a skeleton. But goddamn, uh, consume that movie and and then tell me you're not full mm-hmm. <laughs> after, you know, so. Yeah, so so to so to kind of get into it, the basic plot is that Susie Banyan is a uh, American ballet dancer. I just has- want to say I'm sorry. I wish I had a cool story about the first time I watched Suspiria, but I don't. <laughs> I'm going to cut it all out so it don't matter. I was um, kind of just blown away. My story? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you cut it out. No, yeah, I'm like, like I'm like, man. No, I'm it, staying here. Cut it in. I'm cutting it all in and out, and then I'm going to flip it around and reverse it. And reverse it and yeah. flip it up and rub it down, too. All that shit. I'm gonna get my 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 hair done and my nose did or whatever the fuck that song says. God damn. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. It's your primitive is when yet it's your primitive is when yet. If you got a big let me search it to find out how hard I gotta work yet. It's your primitive is when yet it's your the basic plot is that an American student goes to a ballet school in Germany and, um, well, it's overrun with fucking witches. So that's, that's, that's the basic plot of the movie. And now we're going to dive fucking into the movie. American ballet student arrives in Friedberg, Baden-Württemberg. I don't know how to say this German shit. Um, <laughs> it's in it's in Germany, and she 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 gets there, and it's just pouring down, raining outside, and she has a hard time getting a taxi cab. Like y'all notice how fucking hard of a time she had getting a goddamn taxi? What the fuck? Right. Is that yeah. I mean, she is. It might just be because she's from New York. How do they know life. where she's from? Well, hey, I mean, they don't. Hey, Travis, but... is the wind blowing on you? Yeah. Okay. We're 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 hearing it. I just wanted to let you know. It's bad. Yeah, it's, it's kind of bad. It's not good. Oh, fuck. When? How long has this been going on? Mm, Off and on, like about five ten minutes. Oh fuck! What? 
What do I have to go back to? Oh. Mm. Okay. Well, fuck it. It's just gonna stay in. Then I, I mean, I don't know what to do. So yeah, uh, I don't even know where we cut cut that off. Um, Susie Banyan. It was hard for her to get a taxi. Yeah, because yeah, it was yeah. it was raining like fuck. It was, and you you get to hear the goblin score interspersed with the doors for the train station opening and closing, or wherever she the airport wherever she's coming out of. That's why I thought your mic was so windy. I thought you were getting into the vibe of the movie because it was fucking a hurricane out there when she was trying to get a goddamn taxi. Hey, way to tie it in. I like it. That's atmosphere for you folks, for the fans. There's a a hurricane going on for all you fucking astute listeners. Um, (laughs) Susie gets brought to this um, prestigious dance school where another student is fleeing the scene. She's like freaking the fuck out, Mm -hmm. yelling shit. He doesn't see that yet. She gets to the, she gets to the school and she tries to go in, remember? And they tell her that, uh, they, that she can't. She tries to go to school that night. Yeah. Can't do, can't come in here. We don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. So then she just goes to get a, then she goes to get a hotel or something, I assume. And that's when she's leaving, she sees the girl running through the woods. Yeah. 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 This dance academy, by the way, for more Halloween vibes, is in the middle of the fucking woods and they live on the outskirts of town. That that crazy German town that I said before, I'm not gonna say again. Yeah, she yeah, so she's gonna go get a hotel, but she sees the student like leaving and she's screaming things into the rain, and Susie can barely hear what she's saying. After that, we we follow that student. And she goes meet a friend of hers, right? Um, this is this is going to be part of the plot that I'm a little vague on, only ever having seen this movie a handful of times. But it is a friend of hers, correct? The, what the the girl run through the woods? Yeah, I believe so. Or I don't know. She does run back to um, that other building, though. And that's where she, uh, she it, goes it just to cuts to her. It, it, it leaves Susie at this point. Yeah, it goes yeah, to just she goes to a friend's house. Yeah, and then the doors start fucking locking themselves behind her, and she's stuck in the top of the thing. And then windows break, and, and you get the bunch of shit creepy, goes down. This creepy scene of these eyes opening behind the window, and then this big hairy, crazy monster arm bursts through and starts pushing her face directly into the glass of the of the window mm-hmm. and it's it that that alone is brutal but what happens after that is oh yeah both the friends die yeah because yeah. he kills her first by putting her through the window and then yeah he that's the other one is whenever it's that beautiful stained glass that uh well it, yeah. that's that's the same girl he, he stabs her, the the thing whatever it is right. stabs her a bunch of times including a brutal shot of her open heart beating and getting stabbed by the knife right. which is just amazing and then yeah this creature this this thing wraps a rope around her and pushes her through the the, the the stained glass roof her friend is downstairs looking up like what the fuck well also when he she gets pushed through the stained glass roof it's a noose remember uh right. like she gets taught she gets cut with the the noose and the blood in this movie the blood is so i mean it's bigger than fuck but it's it's hyper it, realistic it, it's Dawn so, of the Dead yeah it's fucking just thick almost, it almost looks like red paint like you were just like yeah. red paint it's incredible i love i love the way the glass kills the other chick mm-hmm. on the floor level 
Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a really cool. It's a really cool kill. The way the camera pans around during this shot and reveals everything that's happening from from uh, the student being hung down to her her legs with the blood dripping down onto the floor and then over to the dead friend with the glass just gouging into her head. This is one yeah. of the fucking best openings to a horror movie Absolutely. ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Just ever. At this point, if you're not sold on the visual and audio experience of the movie, then I don't know. Yeah, because when she's in the car, when Susie's in the car, uh, right before all this, whenever she finally does get the taxi, you start hearing that goblin score immediately. And it's loud as fuck. And then that's when the colors the colors start immediately, too. Like, this is not even 10 minutes into the movie, and you get the full... It, it goes all out. Like y'all said, oh, it, it does go even all at out. The like airport. You, yeah, you get the colors. Like, when she's in the car, you get the... The berry, the super green greens, the reds, the blues, like it, everything starts hitting. And then all these the soundtrack, colors. and like the, it's not even just the soundtrack, the sound in general, the sound design yeah. is just extremely loud. Jarring. Uh, yeah. yeah, jarring. Yeah, it really, but it My works. TV didn't like it because, like, you know, the, like the heavy thumping that you hear, mm-hmm. especially in like the theme song, you know, the boom. My, my TV really didn't like that shit. <laughs> it was, it was, it was uh, having a bad time. <laughs> but I, I didn't want to gloss over that asshole uh, taxi driver either. He was on my nerves this watch. Oh yeah, he almost didn't stay for her whenever she, whenever she couldn't get into yeah, the school. Yeah, man, and he was talking like a dick. I was like, man, the fuck's up this guy's ass? So oh, I'm saying, these German taxi drivers fucking suck. Apparently, also, Dude. um. The reason they did the color uh, was because Argento said he wanted to look like a 3D cartoon. Uh, and the reason he casted um, Jessica Harper was he saw um, Phantom Paradise and said she looked a bit, since it, since this story is very uh, fairy tale, that's, you know, hence all the colors and things like that. Uh, he said she reminded him of a newer Snow White. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because of her features, like she has really big eyes, you know. Um, totally. See, I love, she, she's love got like anime aspect. eyes. <laughs> yeah, no, she does. It's really, she has really big, but I mean, extremely, very, very, very pretty woman. Um, but yeah, like he said, like just very, he, she reminded him of Snow White. And since this movie, they said originally it was supposed to be a bunch of like 13 year old girls. Like this whole thing was supposed to be like young girls, but it's hard to film with that and do all that. So right. they just changed it to like, you know, adult women, but yeah. So because it is very uh fairy tale, this, the movie is a fairy tale. It feels like night the, you know, another word, a lot of people use like nightmare logic. Like it almost doesn't feel real. It feels like a dream. Right. Um, real. Yeah. There's and, some and, parallels to another, another movie. One of my favorites that I draw but you know what's that oh phantasm <laughs> oh yeah with the with the dream logic yeah that dream and, logic bro i would even and, say Pan, pan's labyrinth because of the again the fairy tale aspect this movie is rich with it um oh absolutely no because the the co-screenwriter daria nicolodi she was very into fairy tales so that, that she that was also her and dario were i i don't know if they were married at this point but they were together for sure at this point damn daria and dario okay they met <laughs> on deep red is that a euphemism no they met on the movie, the movie. oh 
Okay, good. <laughs> so Susie returns to the school the next morning where she meets Miss Tanner and Madame Blanc, basically the, the, the ladies that run the school. She's introduced to this, <laughs> this guy, pa- uh, Pavlos. Oh, yeah, that has gingivitis. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> She's like, oh, was- he's ugly. You could say so because he doesn't speak a lick of English or whatever. He yeah, see, they literally call him ugly to his fucking face. To his I, fucking I wanted, smiling face. I wanted to introduce myself as him, but I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> uh, Susie uh, also meets Sarah and Olga, and they have a caddy exchange where she's like, uh, Olga's like, every girl whose ne- uh, name begins with S is a snake. Yeah. Okay, and that's the thing. That's uh, one of the things whenever they said it was like made for 13-year-old girls. Like, that is stuff, shit like that. Like, very just middle school, high school fucking drama type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And they didn't change some of it, of the, you know, dialogue. But I don't blame them either. I mean, and and you can tell Susie feels very uncomfortable with all these girls. They all talked about money. They were very about money. Uh, and they kind of explain it because Susie felt really uncomfortable about it too. Um, did y'all notice that? Like, yeah, everybody was so concerned with the money. Like, yeah. they were like, hey, make this, sure you this, pay me this, for these yeah. shoes. Make sure mm-hmm. you pay me my rent. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's and like, and wow. she took, she took, she get, she brought your rent money or whatever to the. And don't worry, she didn't take any of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just I was like, God damn, it's, it's an awkward dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> kind of hit me different this time. Well. After this, Susie starts to experience like some really fucked up shit because one of the school's matrons and and uh, Madame Blanc's nephew Albert, who you see a few times in the movie, uh, they, they, she, Susie's walking down a hallway. This is this is the one of my favorite scenes just because of how it looks and what happens. And this old woman sitting in a chair with this young boy shines a crystal right into Susie's eyes and you hear the word witch whispered very heavily in, in, in the scores just blasting at this moment, the colors, the scene itself. And it leaves Susie in a very like hypnotic, almost weakened state. And she immediately has to go to class. So imagine you have a boner and you have to get up and go to the chalkboard where this is like the equivalent for a ballet dancer. You don't have your equilibrium and you have to dance. So, and she even uh, tells her that uh, she doesn't feel well. Yeah, she's like, I feel weak. Miss Tanner could give a fuck less, though. She's like, a one and two and three and four, and one and two and three and four. And I'm like, God damn, man. Those legs up. (laughs) And they have a blind blind man playing piano. We, you mentioned that. Well, yeah, there is a blind man playing piano. He's got a German Shepherd. he, yeah, and he's got a good scene coming up later. Um, <laughs> Susie passes out trying to fucking show her, her skills, you know? And she awakens to find that she's now in a room in the academy when she was originally supposed to be rooming with Olga. But Olga right. kicked her ass. Which, all, by the way, we, we skipped over Olga's room. is Her house is fucking beautiful. Yeah. The wallpaper in that house, that white and black, like, uh, pattern, like, floral mm-hmm. pattern. Holy shit. It almost looks like a mirage sometimes, when, or not a mirage, I don't, um, 
I can't think of the word. It has like, some illusory effect because yeah, you can't it, tell where like doors some walls are. and yeah. yes. Yeah. And it's when the camera looking. moves, you see the two dimensions of like the different walls and it almost it kind of fucks with you. No, definitely. But it looks incredible. It reminded me of like ink blot tests, but all blended together to to create like this, like like Ricky said, illusory sort of fucking feel when you look at her her house or her apartment rather. Um by the way also the school itself the red design and stuff like that also incredible school and it does play into the plot at some point too but like just the design in general of the whole everything the whole movie in general yeah (laughs) definitely um the design of the school in particular like all every single wall that has wallpaper the wallpaper is intricate as fuck beautiful um a lot of floral designs, a lot of just crazy patterns. The colors are extremely vibrant. Every border is a different color, like almost opposite color of the actual color of the wall. Oh yeah. Um, the, just the architecture itself is very um, almost, it feels like um, it's designed to be imposing because the halls are very high up. It's like German expressionist. Yeah, it's it's almost like gothic. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, it's like very like castle feeling, but more mm-hmm. modern. Yeah, uh, totally. Very, yeah, yeah. Whoever, that, whoever. whoever the, well, I was gonna say the art department definitely understands color theory. Yeah, <laughs> very well. Now yeah. I don't I don't know if this is a. I should have fucking looked it up. But didn't he get a lot of his color um, influence from Mario Bava? I, I wouldn't doubt it, but I don't know. I mean, Bava's kind of like the the da- everybody's Italian daddy, right? You know, so yeah, I can't claim to know that, um, but I can claim to know that Susie's on bed rest and she's given like room delivered meals and a, a ton of wine random Jeez. random vaccines some rosemary's baby shit by the way i don't know if you're uh, yeah oh heavily heavily um yes and this movie plays out uh, that might tie into what i'm gonna say later in this in this uh review or when we get to our final thoughts um but i'll say it now i got a a, a very rosemary's baby vibe from the movie this this most recent watch where the slow burn of this movie built and built and built and it hadn't worked on me this way before but it did this time and i was very happy that it it did this because this movie is a slow burn and it's very dreamlike and you have to you have to pace yourself to watch this movie this isn't just a throw-on type of movie no Um, yeah you have to pay attention you can't just have it on the background so while the students are preparing for uh supper one night Susie's getting ready, whatever. She notices maggots in her hair. And her hair <laughs> no, 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 it's not just, yeah, yeah, it's in her hair brush, yeah. And then and you th- see all the girls coming out, and they're all fucking screaming and shit. Dude, it's raining maggots, <laughs> okay? It's fucking raining maggots on everybody on this entire floor. And, and Miss Tanner comes in, and she's like, oh, we're going to get to the bottom of this. And you go upstairs, and now I could be wrong about what the initial origin of these maggots are, but they claim it's from this, the, like these boxed meals they bought that went wrong, like uh, went sour or whatever. But what is the original origin of the maggots? Because I don't know. I thought it was a, 
I thought it was a body up there, huh? It, it looked like a body. Well, it could be. I'm saying I just don't know if it, and if it is a body, whose body is it supposed to be? Is it someone we know, someone we don't? I don't know. Um, fuck, I should, you know, I, I, I didn't want to watch it yet because I planned on watching it later this month, and that's my fault. Uh, but, yeah, I swore it was a body. They, but they said it was the food. Yeah, they, right. they have an excuse for it. And so they're like, all right, well, we're going to we're going to corral everyone in to the fucking uh, this, this one room and set up all these bizarre fucking red ass lights with all these blankets <laughs> everywhere. And no one's going to comment on how weird this is. Right. And, <laughs> and then you get the, the silhouette of some horrible. She's got the worst case of fucking. What is it? COPD, sleep apnea. Sleep apnea. Yeah, this 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 person cannot breathe for shit when they're maybe going to it is a, sh- a shipment of spoiled food. Um, but I thought it was a body. It it Could looked be. like a body. It did look like it real quick. Uh, I wouldn't click clack it up. It doesn't matter. We're moving on to the to the to the labored breathing of this fucking this person. <laughs> that that um, Susie's friend Sarah starts to tell her like I've heard this horse and labored breathing before. This is the, 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 the sound of the headmistress of the entire school who rarely visits. So you, you, we have this mysterious figure that runs the entire academy. And apparently she showed up to go to sleep in this. It's not, uh, it's not a gymnasium. I don't, it's, it, I, I, you know, it I, does. It has that feel though. Like it really does. Like, you yeah. know, I'm glad you said gymnasium because it really Auditorium, does. gymnasium. Yeah. It feels Definitely. like, um, like you know like something they set up for like a relief type thing you know um yeah they they they, well they were fumigating the upper rooms where the maggots were falling from the ceiling and they're like everyone sleep down here for tonight and then you get the silhouette of the head mistress and the labored breathing and the creepy fucking scene that that, that she gives her the whole info yeah that she hears it sometimes and all that and they make note of how all the teachers... Oh, and it. she's also falling... By the way, this is a... I mean, it's such a like, quick thing, too. But uh, Susie's hitting it off with that old boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's implied he's a eunuch. What? What? It's, it's implied he has no balls. <laughs> okay. Did no one oh. catch this? I, I think I know what you're referencing, but I thought they were... I thought they were implying that they thought he was uh, a homosexual. That's and what so they I were, thought. Yeah, I thought they were saying they're surprised that, you know, he's into her because of that. Yeah. No, go back and watch it again. I, I No I, shit. Yeah, okay. they're implying they're implying he's not able to get it up. He he's got no balls or or he's got no dick, something. He can't catch a boner? Yeah, like something's going on. He can't he can't do the thing. Damn. So unfortunate. I feel bad. Yeah, for, very was staring over that little blanket that they had up. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was trying to be all cool about it, but you know, when you can't get the heart on, you can't party on. So that's a fact. I've heard that before. That's that's another scientific. Uh, I believe yeah. Einstein Einstein said that. Einstein's <laughs> like, if you can't get a heart on, you you can't party on, right? Am I right? I mean, come on. I made the atom bomb. Goddamn. <laughs> So the school, yeah, we're going to get to it now. The school's blind pianist. This motherfucker is just hammering <laughs> away on the piano. And Miss Tanner comes in and she's like, your dog, your dog bit the boy. Well, 
Yeah, so outside and they kind of show it like the dog, like the boy was just walking to the dog, like the that old lady, that lady and the boy, and the boy was giving it like he was already looking fucking strange, and then the dog was just chilling, and then apparently just fucking waxed his ass. Well, Daniel, Daniel, the, the the pianist, he's like shut up like this would never happen you shut your fucking mouth he called her a bitch straight up well because she threw his cane on the ground you bitch (laughs) (laughs) i want my cake bedelia uh yeah he's like you bitch and he fucking gets his cane and he what do you say i may be blind but i'm not uh deaf i'm not deaf yeah yeah he knows he's not wanted there so he he tells her she's fucking full of shit he gets out of there, and I'm, 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 I know I'm skipping around, but I gotta, I'm just going to finish his, his little story. You see him later walking through the streets, and he comes to this, what do you call it, like a town square where Hitler used to give fucking rallies. Like, that's legit where Hitler used to fucking speak to everybody and rile them up. No shit? Yeah, that's a real Oof. location, and that's really what happened there. But you see the silhouette of witches on broomsticks flying uh, through the night sky mm-hmm. up against the, the, the walls of these, these grand buildings. And his dog, who had never bitten anyone before, and that Miss Tanner claimed bit the little boy Albert, suddenly, out of nowhere, after protecting Daniel, just decides to go for his fucking throat. Goes full the beyond on his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope it's the same dog. I hope. I hope. I hope. I don't think it is, but it would be sweet. That would be incredible. Well, I know after this that uh, Sarah eventually confesses to Susie that she was the one on the intercom that was like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Because she didn't know what was going on with her friend that was murdered that night by getting fucking hung from the pane glass window. Well, after that, okay, after that, the, after the, the dog attacks the pianist, um, isn't that where basically Susie really starts to get <laughs> sick and they have the doctor come in and they make her drink red wine? No, and... that happened earlier when she fainted. No, 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 but she gets sick again because it's it's right where because I love the shot in the movie. Um, so where she Sarah... picks up the glass in in front of the camera and it's, she's drinking it. Yeah. No, well that that too, but um, so she starts talking about Pat with Susie and then. Uh, like Susie's trying to get um, Sarah's trying to get Susie to wake or Susie's trying to get oh, fuck I can't even think uh, yeah Susie's trying to get no, Sarah <laughs> god damn it <laughs> it's Halloween I can't even get my, okay Sarah hey, hey. gets Susie to wake up but Susie's all sick and shit and then it does that shot where they're in the bed and it goes up behind the light bulb and the light bulb turns off and all that green comes in yes and then Sarah starts getting fucking chased um, down like all the hallways and shit, and she ends up in the fucking razor wire. No, well, yeah, we're not there yet, but isn't that yes. the next scene right after that? No, 
Uh, oh no, they talk in the pool and shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's yes. Okay. I yeah. I skip. I missed that whole part. Yeah. That's when. That's when uh, Sarah confesses to Susie that she was on the intercom because she was worried about her friend, and she tells her, "I've got. I've got some notes that Pat left behind, so I'm gonna find them." That's when that happens. So you, yeah, it's it's the pool scene then that, and yeah, yeah, that dude, the fucking you mentioned it before, the razor wire room is iconic and insane because. This well, that whole falls. leading up to it, yeah. So the, the a the pool scene is fucking beautiful. The way they shoot them swimming through the pool together, um, and that's where they really start breaking into the witch mythology of it all. Like I think that's where it really starts to kick in. If it didn't before, like okay, hey yo, this is straight. This is witches. Like don't they? That's where she even says like Susie, do you believe in witches? Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's where like it kicks in. It's like okay, this is a fucking witch movie. That's what starts Susie down her path uh, yeah. that we're going to get to in a minute. But yeah, the, that, that go ahead. No, go ahead. You're, you're, you're talking about the buildup. Yeah, no, it's just from there, like since it's like that's where it really kicks in. And um, you really start to see their friendship come together at that point. Like you feel like, okay, this is more of a conspiracy like type of thing. And then you start thinking about the friend Pat at the beginning and uh I want to say, too, for people right here that say this movie is skeleton plot, I get where they're coming from. But if you watch this movie enough times, there is a story here and there are characters here. Um, oh, it's not that there's not. It's just yeah. not. Yeah, it's not. I, but I, I agree. And the sentiment is, is widely regarded. And, and I get it. But after watching it a few times, I'm like, no, there, there is a story and there are things to follow. And it's not it's not as. um and no one, no one here is saying this. I'm just saying it's what other people have said. It's not as substance over style as it might appear at first on first watch or second watch or third watch. Watch it a few times. You're going to fucking – you'll get the visceral experience first. But then later, you do get – I got the story later, and I was interested in the characters. Yes, some of the dialogue is cheesy, and it's, 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 it's it definitely underwritten. But if it's meant to be simple and it's meant to be a fairy tale, which it is, then I think it works perfectly if you come at it from that mindset that doesn't help the general viewer to walk into a movie they've never seen before and not know how to handle it. But once you know how to handle it, you get more out of it, if that makes any sense. Definitely. But yeah, after all that, um, Susie's still sick. I think that's where the Rosemary's Baby aspect kicks in. You know, like all the shit, like they're making her eat and drink and stuff like that. That strict diet, I think, is starting to like kind of kick in, you know. And doesn't she start getting, didn't she get another um, like kind of hit of the witch thing? Um, well, what also? happens after after um, Sarah gets trapped in that barbed wire room, which again, what are you I'm talking about before that? I don't, I don't, I don't have an, I, yeah, I can't say for sure. I don't know because, about uh, because she is sick again. Like she's in the bed and she's like passing out. And she's trying to talk to she's trying to talk to Sarah. About no, you're right about notes. that part. You're right about that part. And I I don't know about the witch part though. Like because uh, I know a scene that comes up where she really gets introduced to the idea that there's witches running this shit. But yeah, I I can't say for sure right there. Okay, I, but, but that whole scene too with so from the swimming pool to Sarah. Uh, trying to wake Susie up and then the music kicks in and then she's running like and she's running from this shadowy figure 
mm-hmm. for a good like five to ten minutes. Like it's a it's a long fucking thing, and the music is in your face again. Like mm-hmm. the soundtrack is is uh, unrelenting, and and her performance is great too. Like uh, yeah, scared, and then she and the color it's all i remember it goes from like a extreme green to like an extreme blue and uh then she falls in that like razor wire and you can almost feel it like it looks mm-hmm. like it's like kind of it's very similar to uh and i this came way later but I remember in saw the original yep. saw they yep. showed yeah. that it was like one of the beforehand things of that big guy and he was like trapped in the razor wire and yeah you... it's a flashback scene and it's yeah. definitely a tribute to the, this movie it has to be it, and it, it, it feels like that it just makes you feel kind of uncomfortable and you can see you're fighting it off and just the, I mean it looks you know I mean, it's obviously just fucking wire or whatever but like well, I gotta say what person very, like, acts the way she acts in this room I'm not yeah. saying I don't love it. It's awesome, but God. Well, the crazy man, thing is it doesn't even fucking kill her. <laughs> no, it don't. It's, she she still gets it. out. <laughs> she, she and does. then she fucking gets sliced <laughs> in the throat. It's like, what an insult to injury. Like, right. she fights out of this motherfucker for like, like, and you, just the worst pain of her goddamn life, I'm sure. And she, you're like, oh, thank God she fucking made it out. And then it's like, <laughs> think again. Right. I'm right here in the now. Fucking throat. Yeah. <laughs> and you see it. You see it cutting through her throat. Yeah. Man. It's a good effect. Yeah, it's a good really one. good effect. I love how slow it is. It tears through. Yeah. After that, that's when Susie's like, you know what? Sarah's missing. Everyone's lying because everyone in the school is telling her that she left overnight, and she's like, "Fuck this shit. I'm going to the experts. Let's I'm going to go find about- out what the fuck." Let, let's yeah. talk about that razor wire room again. Like, she she straight up looks down and jumps into it, right? Um, uh, no, doesn't she fall like through? Yeah, um, I think she falls. Window? Yeah. Well, she crawls through the window, but then she like kind of like jumps down from maybe she like, didn't the notice frame or something. Well, my thing is, I was like, is this like a supernatural instance? Because I feel like I remember her looking. Well, I think it was definitely a supernatural instance. Because because yeah, I remember because I remember like, her looking at her surrounding. I, I remember mean, because why also why would a dance school just have a room a room full of barbed wire? I know right, but it, it just it looks like she looks at the ground and then decides to jump, you know. And so it's dream logic, dude. She's like, oh shit! Now now there's barbed now there's razor wire in here, you know. I, I don't know. I just I really like that idea. And now all of a sudden the dream becomes a nightmare because she lands in fucking yeah a hell pit. Yeah, I love it. But she she talks to um, Sarah's psychologist and um, he's like, yeah, she's been telling me about all this crazy shit. But I think you need to talk to this professor, Melius, who is With the a best professor. eyebrows in the world. Oh God, yeah. And he's so kind and patient and willing to explain things to her. He's a professor of the occult, and his main attraction or his main uh, squeeze in the occult is witches. And he tells he tells the tale. It's basically this academy was founded by a German immigrant named Helena Marcos, and people believe that she was just full of the witchcraft. She was a full-blown witch. He tells her that witches are just negative creatures which we here at the nightclub do not endorse that that uh mindset um as a yeah i mean not practicing witch but 
I respect it. So, yeah, witches are not just evil, but they are, but they're not. So, oh, uh, <laughs> messages. Yeah, well, whatever. I don't know. Uh, Susie, Susie's like, fuck, um, this is crazy. So she goes back to the school and finds out that everyone went to go see this ballet or whatever, and she gets attacked by Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> A fucking bat on Dude, screen. that bat is such a fucking spirit Halloween bat. I love like, it. It's so fucking bad. But it's, it's awesome. It's incredible. I love Ugh, it. Phantasm. It's a stool. <laughs> I'm telling you, after watching this, watching it this time, I draw so many parallels to Phantasm, and I know Jarek probably hates it, but... <laughs> I don't. It's not that I hate Phantasm. I just no, said no, it's not no. top ten for me. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you probably don't appreciate that I draw so many parallels. But, no, I mean you know, you know the soundtrack. I, dude, I can't little... say shit. My, the movies I like are fucking. I can't judge anybody else. I'm just saying it's just not one of my. Just like Jarek likes the gas station beer horror movies. That's all it is. Oh shit! That's all oh. it is. No, dude, we... this is a this is a fucking fancy. I didn't say uh, this. Beer. Movie. No, yeah, this is a craft beer. This is a exquisite aged whiskey. This um, is a this is a uh, limited edition um, <laughs> seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, definitely a Halloween movie for sure. Oh, definitely, yeah. I actually don't watch this one for Halloween. That's why I did not uh, refresh like oh, I probably oh, should have. Boo! Oh, oh. uh, <laughs> cat calling. So after after the bat sequence where she stomps that bat underneath a blanket with a fucking stool, Susan's is like, I remember Sarah talking about these footsteps, and she listens. And with yeah, she however many it is, yeah, to where it's going, and she's like, they should be leaving, but they're going deeper into the school, right? And it's 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 upon exploring the the path of the footsteps and finding this room, this secret room where she remembers the student Pat from the beginning of the film who was, who, who was trying to flee the school uttering the words secret and Iris. And she ties it all together that it's the blue Iris on the wall of this mural that she has to turn. And that's going to open the doorway. There's a hidden door behind this. And this is when shit really fucking gets real. Yes. So she starts remembering what the girl, what Pat had said when she leaves when she left the school the first night yeah she she has these these little hints here and there but this is when it all comes together because she even tells miss tanner earlier in the film like hey i remember what she said kind of uh oh by the way you you went over this you uh you fucking completely glossed over this and i meant to say something uh by the way the doctor is udo kier come again the doctor she goes talk to Uh uh-huh the one outside in the fancy green jacket and the brown pants and stuff like that. And y'all just said, oh, he has amazing eyebrows. That's Udo yeah. Kier. I don't know. I don't know the name. Y'all, Udo Kier. Fucking no. Ace Ventura. Fucking uh, <laughs> Puppet Master. Fucking tons of goddamn shit. Uh, the old man or the younger younger man? The younger the guy. Man. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was talking guy. about the old man with the Yeah, but eyebrows. that's around the same time, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, he, he says yeah. this is the, the young man introduces the old man professor and he's like, you're going to want to talk to him because he loves witches. Yeah, so, that's so the Udo, young. So the younger young guys. Guy, yeah, that's Udo Kier. OK. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and even pretend to know who that is, but 
Yep. Dude, you definitely know. You've seen fucking, you've seen Ace Ventura. Totally. Yeah. yeah that's well, Tenebrae. No, not Tenebrae. I'm sorry. That's fucking, uh, that's not Who it. is he in Ace Ventura? He's the fucking bad guy. Hmm. First or second Ace Ventura? The first one. Yeah. Fuck that movie. Second one's better. Ron um, Camp. You definitely know who don't care. I guess I do. <laughs> I don't know. So Susie enters this hidden corridor and she finds that Madame Blanc and Miss Tanner and Palvos, whatever that fucking Romanian dude's name is, and her nephew Albert are all in there and they're all cursing her name and wishing death upon Susie and saying she needs Vanish! Yeah, she's got a Vanish! Screaming her ass off. Oh yeah, she drank that shit. (laughs) Yeah, they're performing a ritual. Like, there's really some shit, witchy shit going on right here. She's over there like, that girl needs some milk! (laughs) (laughs) So, Albert is like, hey, uh, Pablo's, Susie's totally here. And Susie's trying to hide and comes across Sarah's disfigured corpse. And this this is so fucking cool looking, man. Hell yeah. After this, she's pursued by Pablos, and she finally escapes to a secret bedroom in this dance academy. And there's a – this is a reference definitely to one of his earlier films because there's a fucking peacock mm-hmm. on the table. Crystalline. Crystal plumage. Mitch. Yeah. Yep. Where'd you say me? A crystalline uh, peacock. Oh, I thought you said the crystal bird with the crystal line. I was like, what the fuck are you talking oh. about? <laughs> The bird with the crystal lime. <laughs> the crystal limes, boy. Crystal lime birds. What are we doing? <laughs> Nightclub. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> so Susie sees the silhouette of, of Helena Marco sleeping. And she's like, holy shit, that's her. Because that breathing is just so atrocious. It's so bad. And she knocks over the fucking peacock, which breaks and shatters all over the floor. And Marcos wakes up and... And she's like, oh, you're going to kill me. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She goes off. <laughs> and it's, she, she renders herself pretty much invisible uh, using, I guess, her magic. But through the, there's light, there's a storm going on outside, much like at the beginning of the film. And the lightning strikes happening reveal Marcos's true form while. At but it same- also brings out Sarah, dead Sarah. Yes. Yes. And it, that part is so fucking like stressful because it, you see her and she and you can see the cuts on her and it's like, oh. <laughs> Marcos basically reanimates Sarah's corpse and has her coming out of this fucking door laughing and holding a knife and just cut up and very evil dead. Very evil dead. That's the same thing I thought I was like, this yeah. is the best. Yes. So uh Susie, quick on her feet, picks up one of those fucking crystal plumages from the peacock and stabs the silhouette of Marcos right in the fucking neck. Dude, right in the fucking neck. And it just, and by the way, the that scene, that shot right before she does, where she's like scared shitless and she's holding the yeah, the, the glass thing, that's one of the most icon well, that's like the iconic shot of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's oh, a beautiful it's shot. A, it's a beautiful shot. Yeah, I mean, granted. 90% of the shots in this right, movie. Right. Yeah. But they, yeah, that's this the... movie's comprised of beautiful shots. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so she stabs Marcos. Marcos is like clutching Susie's face, and you finally see her true form this old, decrepit woman with long fingernails. This goes back to 
some of the the fairy tale aspects um and she she dies and upon dying one of the things the professor that she spoke to earlier i told her is if the head of a coven is killed her coven will be powerless then the entire academy starts to fucking explode. Starts to fucking going up in flames, basically. And uh, and when she's running out, and that's one thing you can tell about the set design too. Like they, it's it's unfortunate, but like as beautiful as the set they made, uh, it just all starts breaking down right in front yes. of your face. Like everything, every set of it. She runs through the entire fucking ballet studio, and it all breaks down. And then. Um, what I love too is like when she's leaving, you see the place like in flames and going out. And it's a lot of those newer movies, like you see too, um, like a Hereditary or a Midsummer, where the girl at the end is kind of like has a smile on her face, like she just fuck, or like a even Texas Chainsaw type of thing, you know, like in the movie, <laughs> she's the girl with a smile on her face, even though like the most crazy shit has happened, but it's like I've made it, you know, type of thing. And that's yeah. kind of how the movie ends on her and i love that type of shot just like a you fucking did it like <laughs> this you were in a shit show for a fucking who knows how long technically you know and you made it out and good on you girl That's it, guys. That's our Halloween episode review, our Midnight Ritual of Suspiria from 1977. This movie is insane. It's beautiful. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start us off. Um, I, I don't, at this point, I don't have a problem with this movie. I had problems with this movie when I first watched it. But looking at it through the lens of a slow burn, where I actually finally got to pick up on the story more so than the visuals and appreciated both already upon first viewing. I mean, I I knew the visuals and the soundtrack were great. Uh, Angel, the repetitive nature of the soundtrack kind of bugged her, but she still appreciated the film. She's an artist. I mean, she's gonna, any artist is going to look at this movie and be like, yeah, this is, this is art. This is not, I appreciate I like the uh and I get it, but like if she likes Halloween, it's the same thing. It's almost like a theme song. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, that's not one of her go-to favorites either. But 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 yeah, that aside, for me, I finally got to play out the story while watching the movie, and I think there is a story. And having seen the remake, which had its own style, its own substance, and its own story. Very similar, but still very different. Uh, Luca Guadagnino, I believe is the name of the director of that film, did a great job, in my opinion. But Dario Argento captured lightning in a bottle with this movie. I mean, he had been known as a giallo director, and this movie definitely has giallo influence in it. But he managed to elevate it, and everything about this movie is elevated. I 
I'm going to be honest right now at this moment on this watch, knowing what this movie is, but also finally being able to appreciate both aspects of the visual and the story, even though there might be a lack thereof, I think there's enough there that, yeah, the movie can have issues for anyone who wants to nitpick, but this isn't the nitpicky type of film. This is an experience. This movie is a 10 out of 10 as far as a horror masterpiece goes, as far as a Halloween watch goes, in my opinion. This is a great movie for Halloween. And I think this is a 10 out of 10 for an artistic statement of a director who finally came into his own and made a real lasting statement of a movie. And no one can argue that this is his, this is Argento's masterpiece. I mean, someone might have a film. Someone might have a film that they prefer more. That's fine. But in the grand scheme of things, this is what he will be remembered for. Dude, so, I don't know, man. I, as much as Suspiria is one of my favorites, and you can cut all this out, as much as Suspiria is easily one of my top three movies, uh, Deep Red is undeniably probably one of the greatest Giallo's ever made. And that's, and that's fine. I, I, I'm just saying, like, if he's remembered for anything. I don't think he'd be Giallo's. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I've always seen Deep Red as a bigger one than, not, not personally, but, like, on other lists. I see oh. Deep Red higher. Well, I okay. Well, I'll hear you out, and I respect that sentiment. I've not, That's not I, me. I think I also think Suspiria. I'm not gonna. I personally, yes, I think Suspiria. I I'm just. I don't want to not uh, give his props to his other stuff too, because I I do, you know, he fucking masterclassed it on Deep Red as well. Yeah, and I'm not trying to take a shot at Deep Red either. I'm just. I'm saying it. As a horror fan, I've heard of Suspiria. Until I dived into him, I didn't even know about Deep Red. So that's that's where I'm coming from with it. Like, if you want to take this as a, you know, like, uh, if you're a horror fan, you've heard of The Shining, you might not have heard of Dr. Strangelove, perhaps. Perhaps. That's all I'm saying. So uh, for me, this movie's a 10 out of 10. I'm going to say it right, right here and now. Original Suspiria in 1977 masterpiece go watch that shit ricky what do you think the first time i saw suspiria it made a huge impression on me the art direction and sound design alone is 10 out of fucking 10 i don't want to say the story is hollow it's not there's story there but i every time i watch it i it, it it gets a little more tedious with the way the story develops and I get it. It's a slow burn. And sometimes I'm a little hard on slow burns, but I don't care for the pacing. And I know that's not a, <laughs> that probably sounds really stupid for someone who loves Phantasm to say, but um, I don't know something about the pacing and the way that you're given information, the way the story develops kind of bugs me a little bit, but not enough to really drag the score down um i'm gonna cut i'm gonna cut to the chase and you know i i give i give this the same thing that i give inferno (laughs) you know inferno is fucking amazing too uh this is nine out of ten for me jared uh i mean i've gushed about this movie enough i mean people don't need to hear me just say the same things over and over again i can't say enough good things about it it's 10 it's 10 out of 10 for me for sure uh i love this movie front to back yeah um i really do like i can this is one of those movies i can put on even in the background which i do sometimes just you see 
you see I don't and, even, sometimes i don't even like you know quote unquote watch it it'll just be in the back and i can hear it or uh i'll and i'll look while i'm doing something or like while, while i'm walking through the house and i'll just catch glimpses um because it's one of those movies for me like it doesn't bother me putting it on i can yeah. if it even is just there i'll put it on the background uh yeah i love the movie um the like you said the especially the sound design the set yeah. design the style yeah the camera movements everything um stylistic that you can do in a movie i think this hits a hundred percent absolutely i think it's a you know I, I get i get why you can't like it too like don't get me wrong it's it's one of my favorites it doesn't mean it's the greatest movie of all time i understand you know the problems of it um but at the same time like you know personally it is just a movie that i can anybody wants to talk about it, i would talk about it with them anybody would be like man, i'm being <laughs> curious about this i'm like dude i'll fucking watch it with you in a heartbeat like i yeah. yeah and i'll gush about it while they're watching it too um yeah, yeah i understand a, that it's a phenomenal movie sure. yeah and i but i get it same thing with um you know like you brought up earlier ricky uh mandy yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just that I understand that one too. It's it's very similar. It is a slow burn. If you're not a slow burn, it's like it. I understand the pacing is a little strange. Like, and I get all that stuff. Um, but yeah, just personally, I think it's a ten out of ten. I fucking love the movie. It, yeah, it just hits me in uh in that sweet spot. It hits that uh because I'm there's I do like very uh sometimes I'm in the mood for like a. I want to feel fancy, you know? I don't want gas station beer. <laughs> this is one of those movies. I understand mainly, that. Mainly, I'm a gas station beer kind of movie guy. I just like some fucking something <laughs> fun. I don't have to think too hard. I could just watch it. But other times, yeah, I like this. Um, yeah. I love it's distinguished. Movie. No, definitely. Yes, yes absolutely. Um, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm... I mean, obviously, I'm not shitting on it. I gave it a 9 out of 10. That's a whole lot of love. Oh yeah, no! I mean, you, you know, gave it a four out of ten. I could understand. I mean, I wouldn't bash you for it. But you know? I was, I was thinking about it on this watch, and I was like, man, I love looking at this movie. I love listening to this movie. I don't love following the story. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, I totally I understand what you mean. With I could just put this on and just have it on in the background and appreciate it for what it is. And that's why I, because honestly, like going back to Inferno. And which I guess I shouldn't say too much about Inferno because that's not what we're talking about. But I basically give them the same rating because it, it it just captivates me a little bit more somehow without the same level of art direction. And I don't understand. But that. the art direction in that movie is also oh you know, oh it's definitely top with the tier. underwater scene is fucking phenomenal. The yeah. underwater scene is yeah. top Absolutely. tier for yeah. sure. No, uh, definitely. But it's it's not it's not cranked up to eleven like it is in Suspiria. I don't I don't think. Um, but that being said, you know when I rate stuff, I, I rate you know from the heart. You know all about feelings. Yeah, dude. How, hey, like I said, you even know, if you went four, I can't blame you. It's just how you feel on it. You know, like I rate Madman <laughs> and Suspiria with the same scale how much i don't i turn it when i when i see it's a lower budget movie i have to turn on my secondary scale well, you, no, <laughs> but, <I> can, <laughs> but but my scale is how much do i enjoy this exactly that's the that's where it comes down to yeah and i, and and I agree and that's what i'm saying like i understand where, like I, even if you would have gave it a four out of ten i get why like it's i yeah. 
uh but there is a certain enjoyment scale to it like uh and like i said in and especially in a movie you know like i said i'll i'll even play devil's advocate just to say style over substance um like i get it like if you really want this intricate story it's probably not for you but that style just hits a certain sweet spot for me that elevates it to another level yeah i'm a proponent of sometimes style is substance man you know absolutely yeah i, I think yeah, i think me, this the- is definitely one of those instances and for me, this last watch was, uh, it's like a combination of this. I saw the story. I, I got the, the style. And for me, all that was substance. And knowing its place in horror history and, and seeing it through that lens as well, but also as an original piece, just as a film, I can't give it anything else. Um, so that's, that's a 10 out of 10 from me, a 10 out of 10 from Jarek a strong nine out of 10 from Ricky. And, and um, the only reason I give it a nine, a nine out of 10 is because if you ask me, Hey, would you rather watch aliens or Suspiria right now? Or, or you know what? Even three months from now, I'm going to say, let's watch aliens. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why I'm bringing it up again. You love aliens. Hey, ain't I really aliens, dude. Bill Paxton, anything of Bill Paxton. Fuck yeah, dude. Great. I mean, aliens is tied into so much nostalgia for me. But yeah, you know, if you ask me, Phantasm or Suspiria, I love them both. But I'm gonna go Phantasm, and it's it's crazy because I know you know technically Suspiria is a much better film, technically, but you know back to my scale, it's how much do I enjoy something. And that's all it comes down to. Well, that's game over, man. Game over. Game over. (laughs) Why don't you put her in charge? We fucking covered Suspiria in 1977. We've had a blast for this Halloween edition. Um, I want to thank you, Jarek, for being on the show. Golgothan has a new record coming out. Uh, I I can't fucking wait to hear it. Hail to the year. Yeah, I'm excited to put it out. We uh, ordered our vinyls. We did them local. It's a uh, record company out of New Orleans, New Orleans Record Press. Okay. We got three different variants, 50 of each. So there's only 150 total. Oh. Uh, we're doing CDs, though, too, and stuff like that. But the vinyl is a big thing because um, we, we, I mean, we put some work into it. Like we, uh, we have a whole different, like I said, we made sure to get like three different ones that were kind of uh, themed off the album. Yeah, we'll have CDs. Uh, we'll be releasing. I don't know when this is coming out, but we should have a single out. And yeah, we'll have an album. I'm a, Links in the show notes. Again, I think <laughs> in January or February. I'm not yeah. 100% sure right now at this moment in time. But by the time you hear it, it'll probably be more of a set in stone thing. No, hell yeah. And we're going to have, yeah. like you said, links in the show notes to everything that you're doing. We're going to be promoting. Oh, yeah. Promoting. We're gonna be promote. We're gonna be pimping that shit hard. Put on, put on for my city, Jarek. Man, thank you for being on yet again. This has been our second annual Halloween Havoc episode. I'm gonna go ahead and say, embrace ugly Romanians with gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just go watch this movie and have a hop. Happy Halloween. Decorate your houses. You don't have to do anything for the rest of the year. I don't, I don't care if you put a Christmas tree up, but, you know, put some fake spider webs up. Do something a little fun. <laughs> have a good time. Go to, that don't... Candy, go to that candy aisle. Treat yourself. 
treat yeah. yourself. Treat and I'm going to say, get you a bag of candy. And you ain't going to go wrong. You heard me munching on the mic. I don't get it. I don't care. It was tasted <laughs> phenomenal. And I'm so happy I did it. It sounded good too. And I'm just want to say, if you already have spider webs in your house, don't don't, don't take, take them, them down. Don't, don't take, take them, them down, down just to put some fake ones up because that's bullshit. You mix them <laughs> just like in the movies. You mix CGI and practical. That's how you get a good mixture. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's how we ended here tonight. Keep your spider webs up, you spooky bitches. <laughs> Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. Happy Halloween. Making plans in the sands as the tides roll in. Didn't plan it, didn't plan it. Different planets stare down on us, never blinking, sort of winking. Indifferent as a ceiling, observing never kneeling in the sands, building plans. Making plans in the sands as the tides roll in. I've been sitting in the stove, cause outside it should have been cold. The garbage cans refrigerated, since that's where the food goes. Making plans, making plans, making plans.